0: Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom.
1: Alright everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast.
2: All right, guys, welcome back to the Team Never Quit podcast. My name's Andrew. I'm here with Marcus and Morgan for another week, another episode. What up? What up? Hey, we got to do this thing. We do a Patreon question every single week. If you've never heard us talk about Patreon, it is where our listeners go join us for exclusive content, live videos with Marcus and Morgan, all kind of other fun stuff. Somebody's got to teach Marcus how to use a mic Andrew, stand. Andrew, a mic stand. And, and uh, He's falling over, dude. Morgan, can you teach him how to use that thing?
1: Look at that thing. Dude, you know how much it costs? I know that's what I'm giving him grief about it. I shouldn't have to. The microphone,
2: my face is the same way as the apparently whatever it. you paid for. Not this, the microphone. The this base, thing. The mic lines up with the front of the base. It's.
1: Why, why can't quit why fucking we, with it? <laughs> why don't y'all do your thing and let me do mine? What are you even talking about? <laughs> how about that? How about we do that? Stay in your lane. All right, we're in the lane. How am I gonna learn what it can and can't do unless I do stuff <laughs> like <you> that? <laughs> we're, we're past the point of where it's okay to break it, lose it. What well, is it? Break it, lose it, or paint it? What do we that's even that's that's even break, bad. We can remember that.
3: We can break a bowling ball. Yeah, that's I thought that was a
1: team guy thing. It was break one, lose, either
2: break it, lose it, or
3: paint it or some shit. Anyway, go ahead. Or duct tape it. Patreon yeah, yeah, question, tape
2: it. <laughs> Patreon question of the day coming from Sarah. Sarah says, as a military historian, particularly, she strongly believes in the concept of the alphas. Describe the necessity of our nation's alphas, what that means to you, and how and why the society of whom they serve should revere the alpha class. Deep question. Can somebody, can somebody wow. answer so that? We, do we have
1: the Jeopardy sound effect? Can yeah. we
3: circle back to that when so we can no, think about our answer? No, no.
1: He's, why is it important to have an
2: alpha society inside our borders? Yeah, she basically says, she even kind of ends it with saying, instead of being discrediting and dismantling. So why is it important to revere the alpha class?
1: Well, I don't know if it's necessarily well, more important. I mean, most real alphas don't don't come out and, and recognize themselves. They integrate in, and they kind of push from from around. And you, you get to a point with us where we became trained ourselves into a capacity to where uh, our our violence of action we we would we learn to use that to protect people from ourselves. If we see it, see our likeness walking around, it's you you. you if you're big and tough and mean or if you're not and you in any capacity you train yourself to to a point to where your whole world revolves around everybody around you and you do everything you can to keep a peace and a calm in that and the understanding that there are good and bad days in that the ebb and flow of it and rolling with that and it's not a you're born that way and it I mean you have to those guys have to go out and get chiseled down and, and understand just exactly how that works and it takes time and it's incumbent upon those guys to te- to train down too. I think being, she said, revered. I think that's almost a byproduct of an individual that is is has or wants the ability or position to be out front, recognized. Well, not even recognized. Like Marcus was alluding to, it's not so, a lot of people that are in, that we look up to and we revere. Like internally, is not someone who's actually out there trying to get recognition yeah. more so than they're trying to accomplish and solve a problem set and make them themselves those around them and Our country a better place. And that's why an alpha is so important They help the progression of who we are as a society What you got on
3: that one? I I'm still thinking about it to be honest with you. I mean we need alpha males. That's for sure in our society. We ha- we have to because uh, our society is getting weaker as as it as, as it goes along. Trying to uh, to bow down to everybody and be you know like they want to be peace. Everybody don't want to hurt anybody. They just want to be their own little weak thing and, can, and comply to what everyone's telling them they should be through whatever the narrative of society is. You know, and uh, I I agree with her, but um, also we. You know, alphas to me are strength. Alphas to me, are, uh, uh, even when I was in Buds, are the guys that I, that uh, inspired me to be better, to be better, uh, to be a better person, be a stronger person, and to be out front, you know. So to me, that's what it was, just that inspiring male. You know, growing up, you know, males were, you know, revered, and the stronger ones even more revered, and that's uh, inspired me to be bigger and stronger, you know. The biggest misconception is that they only exist in the like, – if
1: you – Best way I can describe it is in like in the animal kingdom. They got the lion Mm -hmm. king, but then you got all the way down to the lowest common denominator, the the ants and the small, the creepy things. Man, there's still alphas in that community Mm -hmm. as well, and they just all everything keeps itself in check. Mm -hmm. You you know you recognize them when you're walking around, and and who wants to be feared and who had really earned that (laughs) all all that kind of. And you can tell who they are right as soon Mm -hmm. as they open their mouths. A um, weekend, at least, but
2: that, that takes time. I mean, you gotta. Thanks for the question, Sarah. Appreciate that. If you want to ask your questions that to that... Wow. <laughs> that was that
3: really was. I was like way deeper than we normally. Yeah, get. that was like. Can we stop and, like, go That's look a at,
1: whole podcast in itself. I need to right. write Can down. we go look Yo, up our answers well, man, and, like, really no. craft
3: them and then come back tomorrow with that one? Because I'll, I'll be driving down the road. So I've a perfect thing
1: to say for
2: that whole...
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, later on.
1: Later on, you'll have a perfect answer. Yeah, so pull that out of there. We can always <laughs> go back to it. Yeah, we'll
2: come back. So if you guys have questions for the guys, for the guests, head over to patreon.com slash quit. You can join us there. You can ask your questions. You can join us for those live streams. You get some exclusive swag. It's cool. We've got a great guest in store for you guys. You've already been a fly on the wall for a little bit of their conversation. 24-year Navy veteran, retired Navy SEAL, professional photographer, Darren McBee, McBurnett, Burnett or Burnett? Yeah, or, or McBee. Or it's just McBee. Mc, yeah, McBee, cool McBee works fantastic. McBee is the author of Uncommon Grit. Welcome to the show, Darren.
3: It's an honor to be here. It really is first one in the in the new digs, yeah. In the new studio. I man. mean, this is, it's two honors. What so you, thank you. What do you think? Honor- I love it. And this is it's a, it's a working program. So you got to make sure you try sleep It Literally
1: looks like a platoon space. That's what I love. This is just one room in the larger platoon space. The gym. The, the gym. Like one big. The beds upstairs. Legit. We'll watch huh? standards. You said you slept well. Big
3: rainy cold night. Yeah, I was like, I woke up I'm like, what the hell is that sound? <laughs> Rain, <laughs> Rain on, on a like, tin roof. I go up I'm like, whoa, it's raining. So just, we have screech owls out here too. The
1: owls, and some the coyotes sometimes make some noise. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you saw? Watch my cousin Vinny.
3: Oh my God! <laughs> when he comes out it with comes that, that burner? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's
1: why I keep the
3: yeah. guns upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I did hear the cocks this morning. They were howling. So they do that. That's why we keep them around. For oh,
1: and there's time. another. That, uh, no matter what you believe, roosters
3: will crow. It's not just in the morning. Oh, yesterday I went to go look in there, and they're screeching at me. But um, yeah, it's an honor to be here. Thank you guys. Yeah, I appreciate. For it. Now. I mean, you know, I'm the first one in here, so that's an honor. You got to so sign thank the wall. Sign the log. I brought a. I, well, since you're the first one, we'll come up with some cool stuff that we got to we got to do oh, if, you, I'm, if, you're, if you're a guest, today. I'm sending you guys some stuff. That's for sure. It's that's really a great cool. idea.
1: Every time you come on, you got to bring something.
3: Yeah, yeah. Trident. Yeah, I brought the try It was funny because uh, we we had this conversation yesterday. Like, if you go into my house, you, you think two things. Number one, either <laughs> I own a comic book store. And I golf. That's about you. There's not a seal thing in there. Uh, same my house. Man. Nothing. And so it's in a box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great little, retail shop. Though, yeah, t- tiny books and golf. Yeah, tiny little. Up there. Oh, it's snakes
1: and sparklers. <laughs> that's all I got. All
3: I got. <laughs> oh, it's up there next to my predator dolls. Okay. there Oh, there it is. So I put others, you know, all the medals in there and things you got over the years and like scraping around. I'm like, I hope I got one in there. Oh, so I found one. I'm like, oh, thank God. I put it back. But um, but I. I I haven't made my shadow box yet. I'm, I, I'm thinking about it. So you got time? Yeah, I don't have one either. I yeah. It's like man. Favorite comic book, favorite golf club, in a box. Ooh, oh. You had to go deep. Well, my well, my favorite kind of club, or which one do if which one do I love the What's most? What's the
1: most expensive comic book you have?
3: Ooh. Um, is there a, and is there a difference? Yes. There's a huge difference with the clubs. I didn't think there was. I'm like, oh, it's a club, a club's club. No, no, no. I got that part, the comic book, between your favorite and the most expensive. Ooh. Um, God, it's, I just don't think. You don't have I, any, like, crazy Superman 2s, 1s, or, like. No, uh, I don't some, have any of that. Spider-Man, I like no, no? no, I don't have any. Are you a graphic
1: novel kind of guy, or just. I love
3: graphic uh, novels. Okay. Probably my favorite is Frank Miller. Frank. Hands he does down. good work. Hands down. Uh. I think my most expensive comic book is maybe like twenty five hundred. That's not uh, cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap, but uh, but you know it just that like the to get really expensive comics you got to go way back. I mean those the 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 golden era of them and that's Final
1: Fantasy, It's like Spider Man One.
3: Yeah, you still yeah, have the, the old one action where comics. Died?
1: Yeah, I remember you buying it. Like
3: it's gonna be expensive, yeah. expensive one day. I got it. It's still not very expensive. Which <laughs> I still is, have it though. Which is weird. You know, but. Uh, because everyone knows Superman does. Yeah, he, he can't. He's impossible to die.
1: Superman some real.
3: But I tell you what, though. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Is it? Did you get? You guys watched the Justice League? Of course. Did, uh, uh, Wait, you, which one? The new one, the cartoon. The new one. The oh, new yeah. one yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. With is it me or did Wonder Woman literally get beat up to the entire fucking movie? I mean, she's always fighting, always getting hit. Superman just, I mean, even in the scene where they brought Superman back to life, it seemed like he just beat the crap out, out of her. her.
1: Oh, where he cranked her head but yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, it's like, she was in the brunt of all the fights. She's a badass, though. Did you notice that? No. Really I didn't, got really, playing no, I didn't her pay attention.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this out loud. I didn't pay—I didn't catch that. Now that you pointed it out, I'm probably going to be like, oh, of course you didn't, because you're a man. Uh,
3: no, I just like because Aquaman didn't really do too much. Flash just ran away. Uh, the, the cyborg, he just sat there and... With the mother boxes, and then it was just kind of up to him and Batman. Yeah, <laughs> Batman and Wonder Woman, standard, you know, and just like she just—I don't know—that was just me. I kind of
1: lost taste of it when Batman thought he actually had a chance to kick Superman's ass.
3: Oh yeah, I was like, that's not how oh, this works. Yeah. No, but uh, uh where, where are we going? There, back to so that was comics. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I don't the really. The hell
1: are we get on uh, I don't know. Matter. That's yeah, so yeah, uh, so we into
3: that, but uh, uh, clubs, there. Uh, God, I never thought there'd be differences with clubs, but there, there actually, there really, really is. And so, what were we asking again? What's my favorite club? Or
1: yeah, we were going with comic book with that. But anyway, we, we, yeah, okay, we can sit back to right, yeah, so, it. All right, all right, so back here's so, yeah, there. So, so here, back. We, are, here <laughs> we are. Here we are. Yeah,
4: <laughs> welcome,
3: to welcome to the show. Welcome to Team Never Quit <laughs> <laughs> Podcast.
1: Give us a. Um, because I started thinking about comic with yeah, Like, yeah, I mean, I literally, literally mine will wander for four freaking yeah, hours, and we're I mean, on time. I'm going to like. So, give our viewers, our listeners, our uh, viewers and our listeners, because we're YouTube now. Check us oh. out. Hey. Uh, give us some man flying information, background, middle past, and then we'll work up to Because what you got going on right now is like over the top cool. Oh, thank you very much. Let's back that up before. Yeah, and give, like you said, man, a history lesson. Where are you from? Oh, all right, what sets you claim? Because everybody all seems right. to think the people that do what we do or have doing what we're doing are like from a specific place that makes them special in their own right, but I think we could, we're all walks of life.
3: Yeah, absolutely. The oh. ones that weren't special. Oh, get ready for the show. Um, no, for me, it is, it is my my history, my uh, my whole family's been in the military. So my grandfather on both sides, mom, my mom and dad's uh, parents were in the, in the military, uh, World War II. My grandma was even in the military. She was a nurse at World War II over really? in Germany. Yep. Uh, my father served. He uh, was an officer. He flew EA-6s. And so uh, we grew up in the military bases. And uh, I actually like living on the bases. We, I was, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but they, so they stayed in.
1: You were a brat. Like you yeah, did I the travel brat. deal. Yeah. Not I, just they served, got out. And yeah, you, I was a
3: brat up uh-oh. until, hmm, at 14 years old, 15. Hold um, so I was born in California, and then literally two weeks later, Monterey. Two weeks later, my dad gets orders to Japan. Oh. So he goes to Japan, to to uh, Spain, to Guam, back to Japan, and then uh, back to California, Bakersfield, California. Um, and I was like ten years old. So I Spain left when to I was Guam.
1: Yes. Oh my God. Yeah.
3: So he. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. So, but I remember, barely remember any of that stuff. But. I just know when I left, I was like two weeks old, and set foot back in the United States when I was ten. So that's what I and I lived on bases. And so from there, uh, you know, finished out that, and then he got orders to Tampa, you know, and then uh, he did uh, a lot of time there. But he kept us in in Florida, though. He kept us in uh, Hillsborough County, Florida. And, uh, so he actually did two years there, but then he went up to Alaska and served, came back and then went to Pensacola and he just kept us right there. And of course, you know, led to divorce and my whole family is from, uh, Indiana. So I got my mom lived in uh, Northern Indiana. My, uh, uh, my grandmother lived in, uh, central Indiana and, uh, my dad's brother lived in Indiana, so Indiana's kind of like where we went for the summertime. When we got back to the States, every summer, like, hey, you're going to go to Indiana for the summer. And so that's kind of like— So like farm or— Yeah, or farm. farm. Yeah, yeah nor- Northern Indiana, like a range of Indiana, Indiana. So, and have it's uh, Amish County. So pour some buggy down the road, and it's corn, soybeans, about uh, 300 head of cattle— so I actually enjoyed the life. I, I actually really enjoyed uh, going to the farm in, on the summertime. Loved it. I just thought it was just the coolest thing ever. I to, here's my little dorky ass with buck teeth and glasses on a John Deere track. You know? Barry, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about it. I mean, my my, my little uh, uh, John Deere hat, which my big ears are sticking out, and my little buck teeth, and I'm in this big old loader, you know, driving it down the road and off to the fields. It was really I, – I enjoyed that life. So um, – Anyway, so my dad gets divorced, and I ended up living with my mom in Northern Indiana for my sophomore year in high school. And then, uh, and then we, uh, and then dad went back down to Florida. So I moved back down with him. My brother goes off to Purdue University, and then he decides he wants to be a Greek Orthodox priest. Okay, Greek Orthodox, Greek Orthodox priest. Okay, talk about some weirdos. Uh, not not Greek Orthodox, but like that was my dad. I'm like, what? And you've been divorced twice. You have, you have two kids. Um, I don't think you're allowed to do that. I don't think you're going to get ordained, you know, cause they're very specific, you know, <laughs> there's rules. I, I think they have specificity. Rules. specificity. And, uh, so we ended up going to Boston and, uh, he goes there in Cambridge and now, now I'm living in uh, West rocks, uh, excuse me, uh, Rosendale. Uh, it just, just it's in West, but just right in the South, right on the line of South Boston. And so now I'm going to West Roxbury High School, and then he moves again to Northern uh, Massachusetts. So then I end up going to Beverly High School my senior year. So I never went to the same high school for more than a, more than a year. So I was so that's what got me always in. the new guy. then. Yeah, always the new guy. Yeah, always the consummate new guy. But I did fall into running when I was a lad. When I was in the seventh grade, we always had to run like a mile and a half around the whole field, and I always won it for some reason. I always sprinted out as fast as I could. You know, and I always won it. And so our PE coach, uh, excuse me, our PE teacher, who looked a lot, but she was a girl, looked a lot like uh, the Ultimate Warrior. (laughs) She had had hair out to here, so she's really hot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) in shape then. In shape, in shape, mean. But uh, she goes, "You should. uh, You're really good at that. You should go out for track." And so I went out for track, and it was a. uh, as it was eighth grade, it was an eighth and ninth grade combination school, uh, Buchanan High School in Florida, and then um, that's where I started track. And that's doing track. Of course, that led to cross country. Cross country led to road races. Road races led to biathlons. Biathlons. Biathlons led to triathlons. And so that's kind of much what I did in high school. So, believe it or not, I had like maybe no friends. I think I maybe had one friend, and he had no friends. Um, but that's what I did. I channelized all my energy into running, and so. Uh, my days were uh, very, very disciplined. Um, you know, pretty much whatever sport was going on, whatever season was, fall, spring, summer, it, it didn't matter winter, I was always running or swimming or training or, or doing something. And I was always working, too. I was working at the Stop and Shop, McDonald's, an ice cream store, which I loved, and uh, that gave me the money to go do my races. I mean, there's races that I did. What's the good about Boston is you can take the, the, the orange line and, Anywhere in Boston, all you need is a dime. You got a dime, you can go. And uh, went to races everywhere. When we went up north. I would, some some races I'd bike to. I'd bike like 30 miles to go to race, or 50 miles to go to a, to, to do a damn 10k ride. 50 miles to do a damn 10k road race and, and ride back, and then go to work. So it was kind of like what I did. You
1: definitely I, didn't have any friends.
3: Yeah, I was, and I was nerd. I, I was nerdy looking too. So um, it's the way it was. Uh, but it's it's you know and and if you really look at that that established my work ethic and uh, so and I and I tell people this quite a bit i mean i'll I'll go my my senior high school this is what i was doing i'd go to school okay get done about 2:15 2:30 this is winter time now we had indoor track okay our school actually had an indoor track so i'd have indoor track practice but also we had a swim team and the pool was not at the pool. Excuse me, at the school. It was at the YMCA, which was three and a half miles away. So I would get done with track and swim team met three days a week and on weekends because we shared it with the YMCA, so we didn't get like all. You can practice all day, and you got like an hour and a half. So I would do, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd run to school, which is about uh, two and a half three miles away. Run to school, do that. Run. Uh, do uh, indoor track, run to swim team, do swim team, and then run home. This is six miles now, six miles from YMCA to my house. And then I didn't have to take a shower because, hey, I just got done swimming, so chlorine obviously is clean. So put my McDonald's uniform on, put on my coat, go down. You worked at McDonald's? McDonald's, yeah. And it's so awesome. <laughs> and the stop and shop, you know. And then uh, I'd go go across, go across the, the railroad tracks. Fries or are you a grill man? Oh, I, I was a grill man. And I worked up. I worked up. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I climbed, started out. I climbed. I That's climbed that ladder. What's yes, up? I did. I climbed That's that ladder. The discipline. Mm-hmm.
1: Favorite meal from McDonald's: the McRib. I heard it's coming back in a couple of days. The
3: McRib was actually really, really good. I love the McRib. Who did? Yeah.
1: Shit, yeah, who don't? This is great, man. <laughs> who don't? So, uh,
4: so do
3: you eat the McRib from the side or from the front? I think oh, is- I just scarfed that thing down. I used to, I used to create my own sandwiches because uh, all that running that I did, and I, I'd i get there and I'd be on the grill and sh- 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 I'd do fries. I mean, the night shift, I mean, I, I was like everything back there. I did the grill. I did the fries. I did the the the, the fish witches, the, the, the chicken sandwiches, and sometimes I'd, I'd be f- on the drive-thru at the, the same time. But uh, uh, that's what I I enjoyed doing it. But that was that was my uh, uh, that was my cycle, man. And uh, and that's but I I knew if I if I had to do all these things, I had to work for it. You know. And so that established who I am as 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 a person. It's like that was my work ethic. You know. I mean, that was a lot of miles, a lot of time. And, and the thing about it is, as I didn't look I didn't look around for anybody to uh, give me praise. I wasn't looking for praise. I did it on my own. I was like, this is what I wanted to do and, and make a difference in my life and what I enjoyed doing, and I didn't care who the hell looked. I was like, no, this is who I am. Established my, like I said, work ethic on, um, on my life, and that planted the seed. So that was kind of like my it seems growth. like you are
1: more focused on what you were trying to accomplish than what you were making monetarily.
3: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, in my head, I was going to be a professional triathlete, period. That's what I wanted to do. Didn't make, <laughs> Didn't make it. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. Right there. Body <laughs> but, uh, started changing. Yeah, I did. Uh, my, yeah, he got hair in funny spots, you know. <laughs> because
1: a woman walked into my life. Yeah. The SEAL teams will do that too. Oh, they
3: screwed me up, man. I'm telling you that. So, who
1: got you in the kick for that? The, uh, for
3: the teams. Now, that's a happy accident, to be honest with you. Um, so, my dad was in the military. I remember my dad, when I was doing the Ironman, I remember him saying something about the Navy has super elite guys that do triathlons all the time. And I think he was referring to the first Ironman at Hawaii, I do believe was done by uh, a yeah, um, yeah. frogman or man. But that was a long time. Uh, like th- that was a long, I mean, I was in high school, but so I go to college, uh, not very much fun. with him a liberal arts degree. It's like, you know, humanities degree. I transferred to Purdue University, graduate there. And that's when I joined the Navy. It's like, I always knew I was going to join the Navy. Um, I should have did out of high school but because we have a
1: running team in the Navy we have a triathlon team don't we we had a SISM, a SISM team, team. Yeah. that's right SISM team you can
3: probably in my mind well, I saw oh, them twice in my entire career yeah, the, yeah they were if you, if we can circle back the SISM team was what I thought the Navy SEAL teams were the right?
1: SISM team yeah that, that's wow. what one, I thought of it our, was one of our OICs was,
3: he, he was on the thing for a little while <laughs> shaved up greased up body Oh, speedoed so when I got in the Navy, uh, this was uh, January of 93, um, yeah, I'm just a corpsman. You know, we talked about corpsman yesterday You know how much fun that was. Mm, great time. Mm, mm, mm. Best ever. Uh, <laughs> Especially back in them days. <laughs> so I was a corpsman, so I went in and went to corps school, worked at the, the uh, Bible Hospital, and then you get the PRTs that we had to take. Now, I had no upper body strength. I mean, I wish I knew about CrossFit and core strength training back when I was Heavy, deep, doing races and try. I wish I had zero upper body strength. You should see me do this. The Navy PRT was pathetic. I mean, I literally, literally did exactly 52 uh, uh, sit-ups, 42 push-ups, exactly. The minimum. The, the six pull, <laughs> It was six pull-ups, I remember. Not the minimum. It's what's the standard. That's stand- what you said. We what you said, <laughs> oh, dude. Sorry, you remember standard. that? And you, got, you did poor. You did good. You did excellent. You know, how many you got. Is, like,
1: is this pass or fail?
3: Yeah, it was barely got the minimum. Um, I mean, it was like I didn't even do more. It's like no, I exact. It's not that I didn't want to do any more push-ups. Is that my my feeble little weak body couldn't do any more damn push-ups? I mean, I was like shaking like a like a shaved poodle shit in a peach pit. <laughs> I'm at fifty-two, you know, trying to get him out.
0: Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom.
5: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.
3: But then we got into the pool, and I did the swim in, like, 515.
1: Dang. <laughs> Holy
3: Lord. <laughs> and then I did the run in the boondockers. Remember doing the boondockers? You had to oh, do in the, uh, the, and the, yeah, the dungies. dungies and boondockers. Dungies and, boondockers. Dungies and boondockers. Dude, and I ran that in, like, 840 in boondockers. Not like the, the, dungies and dockers. the shit nowadays. They get running shoes and running shorts, and they can actually treat it like it's a damn race. It's like you're, you're clunking, clunk, <laughs> clunking. You know, running.
1: I mean, there had to be an element of the tough. You had to be a little bit tough to get through. That's why they make you do it like that.
3: Yeah, it was putting them
1: in running shoes and everything. and That means. Yeah, you're
3: not gonna have that when we're doing our thing. Yeah, I wish they just. You know what you used to do when you check in the buds? Y'all have y'all get issued dungarees. You in Ptar? I, that's what I checked in in dungarees.
1: Dung, yeah, I remember my that. first ten mile conditioning run was in dungarees I was bleeding so bad because we hit the surf so many times. Oh God, yeah white shirt dungarees and the freaking boondock.
3: Yeah, I didn't get my greens yet. I, I did the oak course in dungarees. I'm like, "Oh, this hurts. You know, this is awful." <laughs> what am I if I moved up to the to the greens yet? <laughs> that would be fantastic. Those are great. But uh, but be but my test was um you know, I'm like, "Hey, you're really fast at swimming." So I, I'm working at the Bible Hospital, the emergency room. And uh, you know, you should try out uh, for like the SEAL teams and I'm like I giggled a little bit and I'm like well that's cute what do they do you know so this is your crew counselor at this time because you got your orders are going out to the USS Never flying died. Dutchman <laughs> and everything yeah, yeah, right, else, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. and uh, we should try out for the SEAL teams you know it's like what do they do are you ready for this they swim all day in scuba dive
1: very well read well, individual.
3: I am who doesn't want fuck to fucking do that. After a short walk on the beach. <laughs> yeah. So of course I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, uh swimming in a pool, which I was really good at, because I was at Purdue, I did water polo and swim team and, and cycling team and rowing. I was very, very athletic. I just didn't look athletic. Um But uh I was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> sure, here you go. Bam, that would that's all it took. You know, but I learned from the crew counselors is work, where very, very first lesson we all learned is work harder. Excuse me, work smarter, not harder. Smarter, yeah. So instead of, like, making the calls, you know, doing their – I don't think had a computer back then. I mean, maybe one, and you had to make get all the orders and actually type them up. All the people, all the corpsmen coming in and corpsmen going out and finding duty stations, it's like, well, I'll just send you someplace where you're – 90% of you're going to fail out, and it's their problem to deal with you. Good, stamp, go, have fun. You know, so – it was uh it was interesting, so I got there and I'm like, All right, and th- this is where I was bamboozled because when I first got there, I walked through the quarter deck and I didn't know it was second phase because it was like four guys running with uh twin eighties on across the grinder. It was like this way. They really do scuba dive. Oh, like, it. yeah. See, I was banned. <laughs> oh, I'm here. Oh, where's the pool? Oh, I'm excited. They're running. they're excited to get to the Let pool. me go get my Speedos <laughs> on. Where, where, where do I need, where's my stuff? Where do I get my tanks? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, then I was informed really quickly that uh, this big hulking of a man comes, I, I, I forget his name, but he had like a small little mustache, he was built, you know, he T-shirts on, just snug little grape nuts down there, you know, and he just starts yelling at me to hit the surf, you know, just berating me, you know, because I was kind of like, I didn't look like, I mean, I kind of, I had like a weak spoon chest, you know, a little big legs, but I had like a little muffin top because I wasn't really, you know, I did, I was one of those guys that can be really fast, but didn't look like I was literally anything. So, of course, I was picked to be the first one to quit, you know. So he's yelling at me to go get the surf, and I have no idea. I've got my little sea bag with me and my little orders. And, of course, I ask him, well, what does that mean? You know, what?" and, of course, he told me. And then this, this is the second thing I did wrong. I asked where the locker room was so I can change into my swim gear. <laughs> Before you went to hit surf? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ought to, there ought to be a recording.
1: Uh, that that ought to be, be a fun. thing. <laughs> Everybody's first line, oh, what happens to them yeah.
3: when, they, when they don't know what to do. <laughs> it's, it's, because that's priceless. So, so, well, so then he showed me where the surf was, <laughs> and that was my intro. So my my, my dress blues are all just uh, just destroyed, and, and <laughs> but uh, that was my intro to buds. And then uh, got there, went to PTR, and and everybody looked like they belonged there. I mean, it was like they all they all had muscles, they all had bodies. Harder. And that than intimidating. Like, yeah, it's so intimidating. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I was like, I was like, why does everybody look in shape and mm-hmm, bad, yeah. like, different? It's like, here I am, like, you know, 215 pounds of chewed bubblegum. They all look like Ferraris and shit. And I'm like, like Herbie, Herbie the love bug, you know? <laughs> I fell off the transport. <laughs> I landed right here. Here I am. <laughs> of course, I was the first one to pick to quit. I mean, everyone's like, oh, this guy's going to quit. He was puny. So that, that's, that's how I got the buds. And so um, it was real interesting. Now, I had a hard time. I had a really, well, everyone has a hard time with buds. I mean, I, everybody does. Um, but I had uh, I I could thank God I could swim and, and run you know that those are my saviors, especially when the tide was out. I'm like oh thank God, you know I'm gonna kick everyone's ass on this fucking run, you know. That was the worst. But o course grinder PTs, uh, log PTs. Oh man, uh, brutal. Are. I'd like just like I'd get like two sets of ten, and then it was my turn again. I'm like already, damn it. And I'd get up there. I'm like. Ugh. And then we we had instructor Hawes there. We yeah, had I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we oh my god! And it just they just tore me up. And i like, get! And I was in the back in the grinder, just sprinting back and forth. But I got happy hitting the ice boat and doing um, hitting the surf because I didn't have to be in the damn pull up bar because I sucked at it. It's unbelievable how <laughs> many like, like having a show like David Goggins who has a pull up record.
1: Yeah. World pull-up record. Mm-hmm. Have you, remember doing... You got buddies lifting you up. Your hands aren't even on the bar, really. Or they're just kind of laying over. You're just like, hey. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you do yes. somebody
4: like, yes!
1: <laughs> and they're, they're, you're not even doing anything. They're picking you up and then... Because stri-
3: yeah. you think you're getting away with it. You're like, oh, let's you like, yeah. Oh, they, they're they right next to me, right on me. Uh. You know, but I, what I liked about it in the surf is my hands got sticky because of the uh, salt water and then you got the sand, so it kind of gave me a grip. And I'm like, oh... Uh. So yeah, I had a hard time with all, with all the physical strength, uh, I, I never, and I never got better at it. Even in third phase, we had to do all this shit with, the, with our gear on. I still sucked at it, and I was still hitting the damn surf. I'm like, I'll be happy to graduate because I'm tired of hitting this fucking surf. I'm tired. <laughs> Little did you know. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I'm tired, Saj. I'm tired. <laughs> it, it, I
1: guess if you had to sum up the overall, th- everything that goes down in buds, it's, it's that. Man, I ran to the ocean a lot and jumped in it and ran
3: back. Yep, I got yelled I did more than anything. But a couple guys inspired. Eshelman, remember Eshelman? He, he was uh, one of my one of the guys that inspired me at Bud's. Um, I think we universally hated every instructor staff in second phase. Uh, we had Decker, we oh, had the Mulebach, dude. Watkins. You know, we had those guys. But they're busy all up making the rock, so. And they came back for that, which is hilarious. Uh, where Masha at the time was a Chalker. Remember Masha Chalker? Dennis? There. Yeah. Well, Snake yeah, Eyes. Everyone knows that dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, Snake Eyes Chalker. <laughs> oh. You
1: hear his name, everybody's like, where's oh, what?" Shit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but We
1: do have guys like that in our community. When you say <laughs> that
3: name, like, oh, yeah, I heard oh. of that dude. You're yeah, that mumpucker.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> those are the greatest, the, turns out the Hammers are the greatest dudes. Mm. Usually the
3: ones that beat the mess out of you, and you just never forget them guys. Oh, my or God. Or their voices. Yeah. Oh, I will uh, yeah cuz I failed pool comp which was weird cuz uh, how can you fail the only thing you're good at is water evolutions so <laughs> it, the whole argument collapses on itself and you fail the only thing you're good at in this damn school was swimming and water evolutions and I failed pool comp but uh <laughs> I think I was bamboozled a little bit on that one too cuz I had I I started out with Mulebach and then Decker back back to back done not even not even you I you I didn't got a it in chance. that line huh mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't even get a chance. Not even out the gate, dude. I,
1: when they would literally, when they wouldn't like a dude so much when they when he was entering the water. I mean, oh. their fins are in the water, about to go underwater, and they start to be like panic, fail, get back to the wall, and they're like, I just jumped in. He's like panic, confusion, out of sequence, get the fuck out of the
3: pool, and I'd be literally like that. So I gone. jumped in the water wrong. Okay, <laughs> panic, confusion, out be, of sequence. Yeah. <laughs> So that was, that was my and and I was t- I'm like god damn it and his, so did the review board and next thing you know I'm back to PTR with Nascheck <laughs> again. Oh he's our, <laughs> love that dude man he's our CNC at five. I uh, Nash I'm actually really it's uh Nashcheck is how we all he's like my career counselor.
1: He that guy got he you know he would we were born together.
3: All hey, three of us. Nashcheck was an awesome awesome guy. And uh, he was one of those guys that you know him. and – there's very few instructors that really inspired me. He was one, and uh, Eschelman was the other. And that's what you wanted to be. You wanted to be the people that inspired the young men that were there. You didn't want to be the asshole and yell at everybody. You just wanted to be the guy inspired. So it's a good. And, uh, it's a good. It, there's a good. You gotta have those. Guys. of both yeah.
1: worlds need to be exist in yeah. there.
3: Yep, hundred percent agree. And, uh, and and I still Nashik still talks to me as soon as well he. It was, it was, uh, getting calm, it was, it was good because he, uh, I, he bought five uh, of Uncommon Grit and he, uh, he wrote me back saying, dude, this, you did a good job with this. This, this. good to hear that. Yeah.
1: He's got a kick ass life too, man. He's a good dude. That, yeah. Um,
3: you can't get anything by him. He, he's, he <laughs> can't, I try all the time. He's still giving that look.
1: <laughs> Like, hey, mass chief, you know,
3: I'm, oh, I got to try something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, yeah, but he, yeah, uh, but that's, um, you know, that 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 was buds, you know, and we're blowing a lot over what we did there. But uh, I mean, what what inspired me was the fact that I was the guy that everyone picked not to make it, and I'm still there. <laughs> you know, was, you know, in Hell Week, you know, just jack God, everyone the just quit and everyone just quitting left and right. At one time, um, I was the last guy in my room. I was the last guy in my room, uh, fourth week, going right into that whole week, going into Hell Week. Last, last, were you fifth week, Hell Week? Yeah. I was too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Run week before? (laughs) Yeah. Run week before Hell Week. I remember that. Yeah. Retarded, you know? That was unbelievable. Uh, I was the last guy in my room. And it was just, it was weird because you're by yourself, you know, and you're like, your self-loathing, you know, staring into the abyss, you know, like, uh, you know, but, um, but hey, that's, that's all right. But, uh, people, when people ask me, you know, what, what's kind of the things that, that, that got me through? And I was like, God, I gotta be honest with you, man. Um, I really, really like the pizza Fridays. Pizza Friday. I really, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: In cafeteria pizza, the squares so Yeah, good. the squares. I so oh, good, Yeah, the
3: North Shore, the first time. Like, who the hell puts pineapple and ham on a pizza? That's for my first time. I'm from Indiana, for God's sake. I, I thought that was a mistake, before. too, when I saw that. Yeah. I didn't know that was oh. what that was. Oh. Yeah, I tell you who puts that on there, fucking geniuses, because it was delicious, you know? And uh, you carry your, your class, you ran them all back with your little styrofoam thing, and then that's what you munched on all weekend, because I didn't leave my damn bed. I just sat there, and I put the put the pizza there, and because I was on the top rack, and... My Gatorade bottle, and I'll just roll over, grab some pizza, drink, and then i finish the Gatorade, just pissed in it, and like went back. Oh, you know. And that's pretty much my weekends. And then there was guys going to Island Pasta on the weekends and things like that. I'm like, you fucking nuts, I can't even move. Yeah. So how old were you when you went through? 26.
1: Uh, uh, okay, 17, 18-year-old kids, they bump out of Hell Week like it's no big deal. Ugh.
3: Yeah, well, my fat little body. And out. then there's, like, they're
1: the guys fucking... that are just hurting <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i was like no Waiting. thank you you can take that and shove it up your ass when man. i
1: when i came down at, i was there when
3: he got secured from
1: hell week and everybody started meandering away man i looked down at him he it was the berms were up so we're oh. you know, we gonna walk down man he's just standing there and he looked up at me he's like oh i'm hurting i'm hurting that's all he said i was like all right let's get come on we'll get you we we'll get you the room damn hand was swollen up Looked like the What's that little hand, hamburger, the hamburger helper guy? Oh,
3: damn. <laughs> the Michelin guy? The no, well, elephant man? The damn uh,
1: hamburger helper
3: glove. Oh, oh yeah, the hamburger. Was it hamburger? No, it no, uh, was it's the the big. McDonald's. You worked there, didn't uh, you? Oh, shit, yeah, the quarter pounder guy. That guy. <laughs> What's his name? The, the yeah. The, the, the sheriff, I mean, everybody, the was in bad, everybody
1: was in bad shape. I think I was just feeling sorry for myself because my brother was there. I was like, um, you
3: don't know what I've been through. Oh, man, I'm hobbling, chafing, and the hallucinations, pissing in your bed when you got done hydrophobia, the guys that had that, they were the,
1: I remember walking out of my room once, because when they have some lockdown, you sneak out. It just, you don't mean to do it. You just kind of walk outside. And, and there was a guy, one of my classmates, who was standing over. You could hear the water. The zone was just popping, man. And every time the wave would hit, he'd.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, standing there frozen in the butt shuffle uh, position, mm-hmm. and then every time that wave would crash, he'd, he'd, he'd do yeah. that. I was like. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> after, yeah. It
3: starts to freak you out after a while, man. I, I totally empathize with that. It's like you get done with Hell Week, don't you? So you start hearing the waves. You're like, mm. I was the first one in my class that had to get wet after Hell Week. Oh, we
1: were in classrooms and I did.
3: You what know, did you do?
1: Uh, I, uh, right here. Oh, just this <laughs> whatever. You know, I know exactly what I did. <laughs> 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 and it, and he was like, uh, the guy was like, oh, over oh, boys now. Same thing. And I was like, that's done. not what I meant. He's like, well, why don't you think about it a little bit in the surf zone? Oh, and I mean, I was like, <laughs> Matt I'm I, think I started crying too. man, yeah. crying. Matt Axelson got rest of soul with my swim buddy, and he was like, "I hate you." <laughs> t- yeah, I'm, t- I'm t- so t- sorry, Matt.
4: Hey.
1: <laughs> there is that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, yeah, I was t- t- Snot
3: bubbles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was
1: the hammer, our class hammer, that did it to me. Which oh, ended up man. being a really good buddy of mine. But uh he's like oh we're boys now. I never forget him saying looking at me. I asked him for a chew. I oh. was like I was like, Hey Bert, give me a chew. That's how I said it. Oh. Oh yeah, you just oh. straight up to him. That's Oh good. yeah, yeah. Oh. I was like, Hey Bert, give me a chew. And he's like turned <laughs> 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 around looked at me. His face he shit. put one in his mouth right <laughs> weird classroom hydro, yeah. right? Yeah. No, it was the week before Hydro. Man, he looked at me, bro, and just said, God, man, it changed my life. Oh, I tell you,
3: man. Eric Burke, love you, brother. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know about you guys, but I thought there was a couple things that were harder than Hell Week, and, and number one was damn Hydro, hydro Week. Hydro Week's a lot harder than Hell Week. Yeah. And How do you know? I did all your Hydro charts for you. That's a great point,
1: point. <laughs> and you didn't do mine.
3: Did you have the good But I had to do them first.
1: I went out to see him. Oh, and while this he slept, I had
3: the window down doing the we hydro chart. We didn't sleep at all during the hydro. Once that shit started, it no, started. I saying, he was no, no, sleeping, no, no,
1: no. Oh. and I was doing his hydro chart. And my legs were sit- broke. Oh. And-, <laughs> and sitting balls before
3: watch for him. Oh, jeez. And guess what he didn't do when it was my turn. Mm. Didn't write down the nine, nine, deployed. eight. <laughs> Eight, nine, that, seven, six.
1: Man. People can't appreciate how miserable oh, that is. that, that they don't was know what we're miserable. Talking about. Dude, I had the window out with the lamp, and I mean, I was doing my level bit. Be- and I, what I thought, it looked like it was on the lines. You know, my eye was funny back then. Mm-hmm. They should have gave me a little slack but They didn't. Did it get to the point where
3: you <laughs> saw? Well, now it's the. Uh, it was the. It's, it was the third phase classroom. Did you guys get to the point where you're all classes just in that classroom like all day writing those fucking charts and redoing the ones from the night before? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah the, we exactly. had
1: to do them and we couldn't do them during the day when I went through. We had to do them at night yeah, the after day. Work.
3: Yeah, after you got done doing Yeah, you did all your shit during the day. You're, you're, I mean, yeah. sun coming up, you still got to and you have to be
1: Surferport. there for do That's Duh. stupid shit. And
3: yeah. then you got to do lead lines. You actually have to do the hydro. Yeah. And then, then you get hydro redundancies because you keep backing them up because your charts weren't done. Correct. You got to catch. It, that's right. It just it, it, by the time Tuesday came around, like Wednesday, we we're just like, dude, we we're not even don't don't even go back to your room. No point. I mean, that is the worst kick in the nuts you could. Yeah. And, and, and we weren't doing nothing. Yeah, we're sitting there writing Stand charts. Up. And that's the secret to Hell Week. I tell people that's because. The secret to how we you think that you can never quit. You're never going to quit. You're going to keep moving forward. You have the tools to move forward or because the um, and and that's what you needed because now it's like oh I can do anything. because you come I can do anything now. Oh how about a, how about a hydro chart week? Mm, let's see how that is. Let's test you your know. brain a little bit. Yeah, and then oh and then of course Dreger week. That was oh Dreger hell week sucks. Dreger hell week.
1: I hadn't heard that in a while, and I had blocked that out of my mind until you just. Oh, I'm said glad that. I brought it back. There I you appreciate go. Appreciate
3: that. I had and bunny passes with the with yeah. jo- when the guys are jacked up. Oh my god! Because you had to yeah rock your, stars. Yeah, you had to do. You had to, your your classes. You had to do your PT evolution. Then you had your uh, pre dive check. Drive out there in the bus. You know, do your dive. Come back. Post dive, pre dive, do a class, try to eat, and then do the shit all over again like for the night dive. But
1: your instructors are trying to kill
3: you. Yeah, they oh they legitimately were trying to kill us. I 100 percent believe that. Um, yeah, and that just went on and on and on. And so that's what Hell Week did. It prepared you to you're going to do a lot harder shit. This is just to make sure that
1: you, and not even enjoying the moment when no one's messing with you while you're doing the hydro chart. You're not, by yourself, you, but you, you can't think like that. You're like, all right, it's peace and quiet. I can sit here and draw some
3: lines. It's going to be
1: good. Mm-mm have gotten in there to where you 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 were, you were punishing yourself even when you're out there by yourself
3: yeah the Instructors come coming these charts are crap look at these eights you're looking at them going <laughs> i literally it's all eights it's all like, good. Yeah. it's all, it's still, I, it's all I, eights I, I literally drew <laughs> 109 eights because and how could they not be look and, at those eights which one <laughs> Look at those hands. <laughs> oh, nobody's
4: gonna laugh at this, but that is so fucking funny.
1: <laughs> Except team guys, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The people if you're like, like, oh, you're right. <laughs> they must be yeah.
3: completely jacked no, up. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Please,
1: I'm so sorry. But obviously somebody else not in this world that they looked that would know exactly what I was trying to say but yeah. I get you my by the lady of, who asked my about eight, eight, the apex guy or the alphas you have to go through the eights first <laughs> eight. if you, once you understand you know, your 8s I'm, I'm I haven't heard now. that since <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling the man pool on the eights
3: oh geez so after you you went straight to the east Coast right <laughs> yeah I did uh with you know marks and I were talking about yesterday we did the uh Fort Benning route uh, for jump school, and then um, then 18 Delta, and then made it out to. seal Did you go the long two. course or short course? Short course, course, but it seemed like it was a really long time.
1: Yeah, Mark said the same thing. Like,
3: yeah, it's. We, I mean, you got you got to bend. People, God, the guys nowadays just don't appreciate the path that we had to go to, you know, to get to where we needed to get to actually start getting your bird. I mean, graduating buds was just a ticket to show up to the seal teams if you can fucking get there. Yeah. You know so by the way you graduate congratulations here's your here's your uh, certificate of graduation you graduated buds awesome um that's your ticket to show up at the seal team but you got to go to Fort Benning first and god rest your soul you have to go to 18 delta and you're like but that that was the key about that is is that was the journey I mean there was guys that had been there for 12 weeks at Fort Benning cuz they broke their damn ankles so you had to graduate that school, and no one was there to, to help you. No one was there to guide you. Zero. It's like, all right, you're just gonna sit there and wait till your shit heels in Fort Benning of all places. You know. I got rolled out. I, I got, didn't think about that. Man, I got rolled
1: out of Benning the second week, Friday. I had to start completely over because I helped a chick on a run. I literally pushed her up a hill. Hard attack? And, and,
3: and the black hat um, kicked me out for assisting another student on a run. They were out to fail all of us. They didn't want a single guy, and we had no no ment- like no one guiding us, like nothing. It's like shit. We got to graduate this fucking school. And no one's no one's here to not protect us or overwatch us, but like give us some guidance. My <laughs> mentorship would be help, yeah. you know. But you know, when you had guys there, been there a long time, and even when I got to Fort uh, Bragg, we were like the second class to go through, and there was guys that got rolled from. Um, San Antonio, that were there, and they've been there for like months. These guys were from class like 202, 203. So is that why
1: they started putting a SEAL over there?
3: Yeah. On assignment? I'm, I'm guessing. It has to yeah. be, right. Because our guys are just hanging out yeah. there and doing nothing. Just doing nothing. You know, and now, now you got to graduate another army school, which of course they hated us. Uh, and you don't have anything. You have no insurances at all that you're actually going to get to the SEAL team. And that was the crazy thing. Because you had to graduate. You had to graduate for Penn. You had to graduate 18 Delta if you were there. Period. And if you didn't, well, you're just going to be there until you do. They, that's what they told me. They were like,
1: you don't have to try tried in the Navy. You, they, I, we got news for you, man. This ain't Navy over here. They must not really like you because they sent you as far away from the team as they possibly get you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we, wait, yeah. I thought I was supposed to be here. This ain't right. Yeah. Like, Come on in. Because it's a selection course for them, which means mm-hmm. it had to be for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Part of their Q course like damn. See, it's it, we're going through another selection. It's like getting, yeah. come, you go over to the army, mm-hmm. you have to go through their Q course. Mm-hmm. Same thing, you got every every day is the same with him. And, and and you got to like I'm like no, no, I I'm supposed to be a medic. You know, I like <laughs> they need a medic in a team So I, Like I'm, I think I'm supposed to be here
3: and they're like nope. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Yeah, you'll be like, but I graduated but are like you guess what? We don't give two care, fucks. Man. <laughs> Zero fucks given. Oh, wait a minute. Here's uh here's my oh Fuck you. We don't Dude, care. I, I, had,
1: I had my one Brody moment. I walked in the first day, and my sideburns were creeped down. Ooh. Short, though. I kept it real uh-huh. short. You know, you're kind of like a shadow kind of looking thing. Mm-hmm. And a Team 2 guy came up on me, man. I remember his hand had been fragged from a grenade, so he had this whole couple of his fingers didn't work. And he was in my face, just like Bud's. I mean, he's like, you knew me, piece of shit. No bird, no word. And he's, he's like, sideburns. I mean, and from that moment forward, I mean... It was on. He found out what room I was in, and then... God, uh, great stories, though. I yeah. had to duck walk and bear crawl <laughs> in, that, in, that, in, in that facility. Anytime I was in the building, I had to, to bear crawl. And if we were in the cadaver labs, I had to duck walk. Oh, jeez. And he made me do that for three weeks. Wow, well, no, that no, sucks. No, no, not, not three classes, man. I mean, like I, the minute I'd go in there, my... Everybody, and in the beginning, none of those Green Berets knew, no one knew I was. So they just, not now, I didn't have any friends, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you're by yourself there. I mean, yeah. Damn. <laughs> damn. And I mean, but you know, you take it, you take your punishment, yeah. and it's over like that, right? <laughs> and, and then you get that respect level. I didn't mess up too much. Well, that's not true. I mess up all the time. But that, that well, there's about 20 of us, but I mean, you, oh,
3: damn. I'll go that, that's, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's even worse.
0: Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash audioboom.
5: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. That's indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
3: And then you finally get to the system. SEAL teams and all the guys that you're buds with that actually got to go straight there after Benning all had their birds had, yeah. and a platoon. Yeah, in probably. A, then you're 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 calling you meat when you show up. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> we dragged you through the fucking runs, you piece that of to shit. Me too, man. You crazy. know, and so we then you had to wait for your STT class. Remember that? I mean, if you missed it, you're you're sitting there for like three, four months in training. It ain't like the trade at I mean, you're in the each team had its own training. Remember that? And uh, you had to sit there, and now, now that was, at SEAL Team 2, that was brutal. That I was
1: I heard one. Of, yeah, brutal. I heard uh, it I heard, was it heard, the worst. Especially there, worst. Yeah, worst. God
3: awful. God awful. Um, you, yeah, it's. They look forward to it, right? Yeah. The, the guys coming in that missed this class update. <laughs> oh, Sunday. look at these new meets coming in. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, and the first thing is like, okay, your demo driver going to Fort Chaffee. And we're like, Fort Chaffee? You know, so, uh, and then and Rudy's you, like, get a haircut and check the watch bill, right? Yeah, check the watch
1: bill, start, and then, and then. Legacy for the first SEAL team ever. You gotta, they hold, oof. they still hold that.
3: Go to Blackwater, sure. and then you're sitting there, you're jamming everybody's mags, you know, you know, getting extra tension, if Go you know what and I mean. Supply. Oh, I mean, it was. Br- <laughs> anyway, uh, not fun. So when SCT started, you're like, oh, well, thank God. You felt like you were out of prison. You're like, oh, I made it. I'm out of the yard now. Yeah, okay, yeah. We were so excited about STT. And then uh, then you graduated SCT, which was like, what, five months later, four months later, something it's like that? Six, six, five, six. I six. thought it was six. Six, the helpful, was like six? workup
1: deployments. Like Some so. of the teams made you do a deployment after it. You had to do, your, you had to do that, and they would pin you on deployment.
3: Oh, we, we Tiny almost got, yeah, tiny was uh, one of those ones. But... Um, yeah, and then you, got, then you got picked for your platoon. And I felt bad for the guys that didn't get picked for platoons after STT. We had about five that didn't. So, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. You got picked. It's like a draft.
1: Yeah, a draft. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. And, and, and it should be your first appointment when you get back is when you get your bird. That I would can. be cool.
3: I, I agree with that. I 100% agree. You know what I mean? You know, we, we had the, our trident review board was in November, almost two years after, uh, since I graduated. Two years. You know, but then here you're, you're trying to review board and it's like, you know, you, you do all these things, but you got, when you got done, try review board and you're like, you know, of course you just like 20 chiefs in there and all I'm asking is like all of these questions and so you were, you're ready for it. You know, we had to plot something on a chart. You had to say everything about the dragger. You had to take down, break apart to 60, you know, how many rounds this, you know, you guys remember doing it's all fun stuff. And then, uh, then you, then, you, then, you, then we got it. Yeah. It just, then you got it. Then you got it pinned down on on a monster mash. Right, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Ow. Some of the questions were brilliant, too. <laughs> what of the chiefs talking, to? he's like, Man, if you caught Chief so and so on out on the boardwalk, pair of rollerblades, pink 2 2, wig on, the bong, what would you do? And, set, <laughs> and he, he sat there for a second and slammed back. He's like, Well, if that's how he wants to drink beer, I don't have any problem with that. And just completely switched it around <laughs> on him, dude. Because he was like, he had a
3: bong out there, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they laughed, and they were like, get out of here, man. No, You're
3: good, geez. dude. You're solid. <laughs> that was a journey, man. How did we start? Yeah, that, that was the Buds journey. What was your hardest phase? <clears throat> um, God, I think they all equally sucked. E- each one of them had its own uh, manifestation of of suck. Um... God, I, because I'm a water guy too, and I thought second phase was the hardest
1: thing. We yeah, I,
3: do. I'm going to agree with that. Uh, I, I, I had an equally hard time through all three phases, to be honest with you. The, the, each one had its own suck, but yeah, second phase was, um, it was the hardest for me. Like, th- for some reason, third phase was easy. I, I don't know why. See, I, we had a blast, because they let you out in the mountains, you know, yeah. you kind
1: of, it's. You feel like a little bit of a big boy. You get mm-hmm. your ass kicked every day and every yeah. night, but, I mean, it's still, you. Play, they get put a gun in your hand. You, mm-hmm. you know. I thought Laguna was fun. Did you guys like Laguna, like the land nap? So I didn't, I
3: had La Posta. Oh, okay. Which is still very good. It wasn't as hard as yours? <laughs> no, trying. I don't know. I, I, I didn't go La Posta. I mean, but Laguna was fun, though. I mean, it was like, it was, you know, you're out there with Dave Gutierrez. So Yo, yeah. <laughs> you had a gut. So uh, um, it, it was a good time. Um, but uh, I enjoyed that. It, you're right. It was like you had freedom. Then you went out to the island. and, and uh, it, Well, that's it, a different
1: story all together. I don't know.
3: You know, yeah, the island. Um, I, I, didn't mind, I didn't mind third phase. Of, of all the phases, um, I thought third phase was the easiest, to be honest with you. Out of all the hard, they're all hard. They're they all equally suck and all hard. But as far as the hard factor, third phase was the easier hard than the other two. It's kind <laughs> of like you're, your, you're used to getting your ass kicked. Yeah. It's like you've transitioned over, so it's not...
1: It's the same stuff that never lits up, man. Mm-hmm. But then they, they get the technical stuff. When you work in the sixty, the funniest thing is when, when that the the spring would fire out the oh, yeah. the door. You know, there's someone take off the shotgun mm-hmm. and and seeing that under. It's been a long time since I've seen uh, like a third phase student go through that whole. I bet it's pretty impressive to watch, right? Because Casey could blindfold himself, take that sixty apart, and put it back together. I mean, he would roll those pins together with two fingers and literally roll that firing pin down and pull it back, and that sucker was locked in. He, yeah, blindfolded, uh, way under the time, mm. and because that's all we do is just sit in there and do that. And it was some of them guys are amazing what they can do.
3: Yeah, I mean, kind of all are when we graduate. Yeah, we we do some weird shit, but. <laughs> you, you, you know what yeah, else we is we funny? We got some weird stuff going on. It's pretty funny. He, 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 he. The one thing that I cannot, while we'll always taking back to third phase is Alanis set Jagged Little Pill CD. For some reason, you weren't so, uh, I know you're looking at me now like, what the fuck did you just say? I was listening to her the other day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened, but you know, we got down, you're not allowed to bring anything, but someone somehow managed to smuggle in a small case of CDs and not only if you're going to bring a case of CDs out there, at least have some goddamn CDs out there. So this was what this case of CDs had in it. It had no doubt uh, Neil Diamond and Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. So we we, we listened to Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill album every night when we're cleaning weapons. Every uh-huh. goddamn night. So whenever. Whenever the last more set song comes on, my mind goes all about to clean the way to cleaning guns out there on the island. Every time, it was it, it got to the point where we started just singing it. We're out in the. Me and, I me have a and, lot of her
1: music on my playlist, and I'll think about that every time you say that because that's
3: true. You know, those, those, those songs
1: get locked in. <laughs> yeah, like they
3: locked in. I just I remember we did the the rucks the ruck swim. Me and Rob uh, did it too, I and mean, we Rob McNeil, So we all but, swim buddies. Yeah, out in the island, and we're dragging our ruck and. We just had a hard time making it through because we had to do it all that little cove over there and come over and the waves were just coming and we're like really I mean, we're getting our asses handed to us, you know, and then we just start started saying, Well, isn't this ironic, you know? <laughs> so, don't you think? No. <laughs> but um, yeah. I don't know how I went on that tangent because we said island. That's probably why, because then Linus Morissette came to yeah, my yeah. head. So w- after we yeah, a long Kick ass career in the field. How the hell do you go from
1: being a gun toting frogman to a photographer with no experience, self taught? right? Self taught. Yep. Explain, because I mean, extremely successful now
3: in this. Yeah, it was weird. Um, it, it's the journey to that that actually got to where I am as a photographer. Um, kind of really s- started at freefall. Uh, when I was a freefall instructor. So Maria Yuma. I was a Yuma. I was a Yuma guy. God, I was too. Uh, I was a Yuma guy. Um, and not only that, I got, here's what's even sad, is I got free fall called in my fourth platoon. So that's how, I mean, we had that's guys. That's gonna, the way it used
1: to be, because yeah. that was like the good deal school for, the, for the, all the older guys. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, I finally got, I was finally made LPO of the platoon, and I'm like, oh, I guess I get free fall now. Am I in line? Can I actually go? Because I was always at the bottom, like in your platoons. Remember, you just, you had to work your way up. So I finally made LPO, so I went. And then, of course, all of my new guys came in, all had free fall qualled. And all the boat guys had free fall and qualled. A, and I'm like... And admin people. Yeah, and I'm like, um, c- can I go now? Anyway, so a uh, long story short with that is uh, we get done with that platoon. And then um, the next platoon, like, okay, you need leadership quals because I'm a chief. And you gotta you need leadership qualls. You got to go and get in. All I had was a corpsman shit. you know, I didn't really have anything else. I had, like, drag and repair... You guys oh, had that school. one, yeah. That Hope was STV cool. guys, guys. Yeah, of was yeah. You guys 3M and load planner, <laughs> yeah, load planner, demo driver, <laughs> yeah, yeah, demo driver. Yeah. Yeah. crane operator, crane operator. operator, yeah. We had all the, all the load planner, yep, that one, um, and then uh, dive maintenance, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dive yeah. soup, you know, and all the real, <laughs> the real classy ones, and then um, all the war fighting schools, yeah. <laughs> But uh, they're like, hey, you need, you need leadership quals. And it's like, uh, you need to go to uh, Freefall JM. So the one that we all dreaded because everyone failed out of that. So we didn't have very many. That one is
1: Static Line, line right? The two hardest.
3: Yeah. No one likes the jump master. I for- did those back to back. It's like I went to Static Line Jump Master. Literally a week later, I was out to Yuma doing Freefall Jump Master. Somebody didn't like you. No, uh, it, it was like this rush to get these professional quals in. And then I graduated military Freefall Jump Master School. And then that's what kind of put my that that's the distinct moment that my career went this way. Just the fact that that uh because when you graduate free fall jam, uh you Yuma's a joint school and there's not a lot of team guys out there as freefall instructors. And so it came boiled down to, okay, you graduated, um, yeah, we got you slotted for a platoon chief spot, but you need to go be a free fall instructor. So what, what year was that? That was two thousand and, and two thousand six. <laughs> You showed up in six? Yeah. I just missed you. Yep, you showed up. Just, just missed you. Just showed up for advanced military free fall. But, uh, um, so that was kind of like my path. And, you know, I didn't mind it, is you needed a break. So I was like, all right. Plus, I enjoyed jumping. And naturally, uh, I mean, unnaturally, I was naturally good at free fall, which was weird because I literally struggled through everything. I was never. Like, you you remember those guys that were just good at everything, you know, they didn't look good in their gear, you know, it's like, they got it. And I was man, like, I not, man, those guys good freaking hated those guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're like, even your gear looks good on you. I hate you. You know, and we just struggled. I was that guy. But for some reason, when it got in the air, I was a n- uh, natural at it. It was like, even the instructor's like, you've skydived at it before. I'm like, no, I haven't. I That's went funny. through school. That's totally like, opposite of Marcus. He's skied sc- 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 <laughs> not this guy. I was that you guy can tell the, I didn't belong in the air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It fit me. It fit my weird structure. I don't know. I could fly. Um, and when you went through military, um, advanced military free fall, you got about, it was well over 200 jumps in that in that one uh, three-month stint. Uh, and you had test gates to go through, and I, I was one of the only ones that did the test gates past every one. I was like, two other guys had did it since the inception of that school, and I was one of them. And one of the hardest tests was, was a five-second uh, five drill. So you tap, the instructor out, he goes, you go 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000. Then you jump out and get him. You had you to get down and dock on him in 30 seconds. So you basically after that, after you jump, you got 25 seconds to get down and dock on his arm. And you had, you had 60 jumps to do it. You had to do it four times in a row. So you got 60 jumps to pass it. Think about that. They, how, many, how many team guys have little 60 jumps in their entire career? You got it in, like, this one test. But I did it in the first four. Boom, boom, boom. But what sucked about that, because I passed all it, then I had then I pulled DZSO for the next week because everyone else was passing it, and I was just, like, down there. So it was kind of a double-edged sword. But oh, Always is. Naturally, I was good at I don't, it. Just, it was one thing that I was actually really good at. And then uh, being a free-fall instructor, for you have to be on the floor for a year. Made through that, then did all the uh, the USPA stuff. Became you know basically every call in the book except for like tandem bundle. Um, and then uh, I really really enjoyed the ramp opening up in the morning, like five fifteen that first lifts up. There you guys remember that five fifteen? You know Navy Seal Navy Seal shit. I always thought it was really cool. I liked the jump master standing there, the sun like barely cresting over the mountains. It was like yellows. Blues. There program. is some
1: stuff that we get to do and see that no one
3: else. Does. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, no one else can see it. Mm-mm. Yeah, you're right. It's it's one thing. It's it's what we talked about yesterday. It's like there's shit that we see, that you like. What you're talking about, when you guys hanging off the back of a submarine. Yeah. I mean that to me. That is kind of like... Thing.
1: When the sun's coming up, when you're underwater and you can see it, it's like coming over a globe that you can't yeah. you can't pierce, and then jumping out when with the ramp coming down, the sun coming up sitting out in the mountains sometimes in certain places you just randomly took a camera up one day like i'm gonna,
3: I'm gonna photo this i wanted that was my thought and i thought i want to photograph this this is really cool and then that's what started the journey because i didn't know anything about photography except for those little disposable ones that we used to take around with yes. us mm-hmm. and so uh i decided i wanted to learn and uh i got into the video debt because of the skill that i had because now i have to video for the students and everything which i love because it's easier Because then i got six jumps a day and Download video and then go home, which was fantastic. So, um, how many I, jumps do you have total? A little over 6,000. Okay, so I ran across a kid the other day, he said he had 9,000 and he was way younger than us. Um, I got two words for that. Bullshit. That's what I unless said. He but was, uh, <laughs> unless
1: he was jumping on the weekend and jumping before he came in, probably. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about a team guy, I'm talking about some Even kid I ran small. into at, oh. a,
3: at a thing I was doing with Crenshaw. Oh my god. So you, you, gotta, you gotta think of a thousand jumps. So if he had 9,000 jumps, I mean, if that's, that's
1: not your job, that's yeah.
3: a really high mark. That is huge, especially for the
1: age, right? But I mean, yeah. I guess some of them kids can, if they rotate in and out. I mean, he has parachute on in the hotel.
3: Well, it's you know what? He's the one
1: that jumps for Crenshaw in this commercial,
3: or yeah. with Crenshaw. I, you know, I, I find that hard to believe because if you're, unless that's your job, if that's his job, then that 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 yeah, because these extreme extreme
1: kids, man, they. It could jump, be. I mean, ba- besides base jumping. Mean, I'm popping on it everything.
3: If you did, if you, at 365 days a year, even if you did, uh, I don't, it's like if you jumped every day. I mean, we. I was a free-fall instructor, and I got literally more jumps than everybody else because I was a video guy. I mean, your, your, most of your instructors will get maybe four a day when they have their students, and then they'll break it down, and then they'll do grouping, and then they're one. And it's like your basic instructor may get, you know, sometimes just two, two a day. You know? And I was doing six to eight a day.
1: That's like two grand a year.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah every I was day there for four days. I mean, if you're doing, if you're really doing hard jumping. Yeah, I I was four there for days. three years. Dude, three yeah, years. I was, I was like, man. Yeah, I, I find that hard. 10,
3: you He's be. young too. I find that hard. The the, the amount of anyway. time and money. anyway, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> sorry, okay. yeah, yeah, rabbit, rabbit hole. That's okay, rabbit hole. Squirrel. Um, I find it hard to believe. But anyway, so. I decided to start learning. So I go to Barnes and Noble and I find the photography section. And I did that in sniper school. <laughs> the photography section. So I send my girls out over to the Barnes and Noble in the kids section. I'm sitting there and I'm literally with my SEAL Team 2 dive book, dive log in the back. And I'm like writing a camera white balance. You know, I'm literally writing this shit down because then I went home and then I got on and then started doing Google, Googling the shit. And, uh, and that's how I learned. So I had all these notebooks. Okay, this is the di- – then you start figuring out. It's like once you're learning it, it's like everything went to – well, in a digital darkroom process, I'm like, that was digital darkroom. Digital darkroom. So now you realize, now you do digital photography, you got to freaking edit the shit. So now you <laughs> – and that's Photoshop. That's where the real hard crap comes from is like the digital editing. That's where it's like a whole different level of, damn, this is going to be retarded. And so um, – so that's how I learned Googling it, taking notes, uh, bought some <clears throat> easy how to understanding digital photography, uh, understanding the digital photography work, workflow, uh, where your images uh, from eBay, like two 99, put them in, taking notes. I had all these notebooks, you know, then I bought another, I got another modern eBay. I started selling comic books and things like that. And then I had another monitor. So I was like really learning, but I couldn't afford a camera. I mean, it was like. You know at that point in my life you know i was uh unhappily married with two kids that means i was broke like the, like it was just didn't have any money so finally understood it it took me about six months to, from inception wanting to take this photo to actually getting a camera it was one camera one lens one cf card and i got it on the top of the helmet drilled it in Created everything, brought it in, had to get it cleared through. Sergeant Major, hey, Sarge, this is what I got because it's the Army. You know, Sergeant Major's looking at it, and he's like, how are you going to video? And, you know, he's trying to break it down. I'm like, well, it's like this. This is how it's going to work. And, uh, and that's how I started shooting and uh, brought everything home. But the good thing about it is I already knew the, the digital darkroom. So what makes my photography so unique is I learned backwards. I learned what the end state needed to be because digital photography is all numbers. Okay? It's not – uh, what you see, like these photos, it, it's it's numbers, and you got to understand the midtones. You got to understand the, the the darks. You got to understand the lights. You got to understand like the the 255 zero to 255. You have to understand. It's all channels and numbers, and you have to understand that. And that's where the resolutions come from. That's where the PPIs come from. That's how you really create photos. And once you understand that, it's like okay, this is easy. So when I started looking at things, I knew the exposure values of everything. So when I'm looking in the airplane, like this photo right here that's up is you look in that's dark. Okay, so you need a wide aperture for that. But I don't want a wide aperture for that. I want a close aperture for that. So and then once you get out, you got the yellows and then you're gonna turn to the sky and you're gonna go down. And now now it's a little bit darker. You know and now it's browns. And so you're going through like nine exposure values in one jump. And so numerically I understood that. So that's how I set my settings up in the camera because that's I knew the end state. And uh, <laughs> it's because you can
1: take the cameras are so high speed now. Even I would grab that thing and know how to work it to what I was just taught through pick right. So yeah. I can turn that something going on and get it. In there. But that's just like grabbing a particular rifle for a particular mission. Mm-hmm. You still have to be able to apply that. thing. Yes. Not only that, and and not just the rifle, but every, everything we use. Mm-hmm. So it in itself it has its own guidelines and parameters, and then. Whoever's operating it can make it dance
3: and sing in mm-hmm. multiple yep. different. Okay, I got it. Absolutely, you're 100 percent correct, and uh, that's um, that's. I would th-
1: I would think if you're up in the plane coming out, and then when the ramp drops, you'll you actually have to understand. It looks like a trust fall, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Ryan? laughs> <laughs> Dude, stay on the ground. Trust fall. Can everybody see that guy's face? Yeah, <laughs> <that> it's awesome. <laughs> Yep, the guy in the back is the one that his his expression is going to change immediately. Yeah, it's because uh... he's not just not there yet. It's like Andrew, yeah, like... he can like almost <laughs> see what's down beneath
3: like him, like grouping. <laughs> but the but because um, not to say, oh look how cool I was, but I I was such a skilled flyer that I could pull stuff off like this. Nobody else could. I mean, it's like I'm literally as soon as he goes, I'm literally holding on to his arm. You know, and as soon as we go, I let go, and then I'll just get that shot and start to turn my head a little bit, get the horizon to change a little bit, you know, and go up. But that is uh, a great. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I got all sorts of. Is that his first one? <laughs> uh, no, that's actually grouping. So he already made it through like the first four, six jumps. But uh, but that's how. I'm <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I, I gave him some other ones in there. You can like, uh, I just wanted you guys to see where where I started. Go back up. You know. One more? That should be a
1: poster. God. That's
3: yeah. at, that was actually... Look at those goosebumps. Yeah, and it's raining. <laughs> uh, and it was raining at the CTT for that one.
1: That, that says it all right there. That looks like space in the background. with stars. <laughs> space. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. It's like its own planet. It's its own world where that, just that happens to the guys. And What I like about that
3: one is just like, so these guys failed not time. I was and like, that's the that's wall of shame, right? Yeah, they're sitting there. Because you got one more chance... And these guys had failed it before, so this was like their last <laughs> chance on not tying, which I really—what's funny about BUDS is, as we circle back to that, is we just don't know what people will be easy and what will be hard for, for guys. Yeah, I couldn't tread water. So be- before we jump off,
1: what, what made you decide to do a book?
3: The book came, I never really thought about doing a book. Uh, originally, when I was at, when I got into, like I said, I was, so that started my path to free fall, and I thought about doing a book, you know, for the free fall school. I thought that would be kind of neat, but uh, that never happened. Um, it just, you know, you, like we talked about yesterday, you just keep moving forward, and just good ideas that you have just, like, poof, they go away. It's like, I'll get that later. Next thing you know, it's nine years later, and you're like, oh, man, I thought I was going to do that, you know? Anyway... Uh, I never thought about doing the book. The book came by accident. The book can't actually, Uncommon Grit came as requests through Instagram where social media actually works. Um, going back to it, it, it was like just the journey to get the photos of Buds was um, a, a, another big, really uh, right place, right time. Uh, right. Were they looking for something like this? Because I, yeah. I,
1: I would have to think that anybody yeah. that would come in and say, I mean, you, of course, you had a, you kind of had an access pass because of your background. But I would think, like now, you're not. No, we don't. We don't roll like that. Oh, it was. Uh,
3: you know, <clears throat> how I got there was was interesting because it's a. There's a lot of things happening. It didn't just like go McBee. Oh, you're a SEAL. You're a photographer here. Take pictures. I mean, it wasn't like you say it wasn't that easy. It was like a lot of uh, people in the right place at the right time. That really was like a convergence, like kind of like a sci-fi movie was like a convergence, and it all happened. And uh, the the first thing that happened is I had I had a pacemaker put in. Uh, I was here. I am at 44 years old at SEAL Team Three <laughs> in land warfare, and I had literally four guys, four new guys in my platoon that were born when I was going through buds. So that's so think about that for a second. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, oh boy, but you know, we're I'm we're going through land warfare, I'm running, and like, you know, you got your nods on and and then everything just started to like get darker and darker. And I'm like, and I felt like euphoric, like I was high. And I'm just like, I need to sit down. You know, I just, I just sit down and hey chief, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm tired. You know, it's sort of I'm just going <laughs> to break. Yeah, right I'm here. just going to sit here in this rock here. So, you had a heart attack or pain Yeah, pain? I was it was it was getting that point. My um, started my heart was doing what's called a galloping beat. It was like beep, like bump, bump, bump. Then it would stop. Bum, And so uh and I was getting leg basically no blood to my head and passing out. So got life-flighted to Balboa and I'm in in the in the uh uh, in the uh, in the ICU, with every like, like everything is like at wires, and they keep kicking me to wake me up. It's like, hey, chief, you awake? I'm like, yeah. It's like your heartbeat was at 26 beats per minute. Because I'm, like, I'm in shape. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, it's 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 athletic heart. You know, I'm I'm good. And they're like, no, that's bad. You know, new and, standard. Uh, new standard. <laughs> Woo! Standard of excellence. And so next thing you know, they I, I, this is kind of funny. They pull out the the trauma shears to start cut off my pants, and I and I'm like, whoa. I just got these. I just, these are <laughs> the a new. big deal with us, man, because the yeah. same
1: shit happened to me. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa man, what are you, easy on the pants, yeah, man. It's like, these are, these are the new super de duper AOR3s. We only got. That's what we
3: always <laughs> get jacked up, right? <laughs> when you the ass pants on, so like, like,
1: oh, I'll <laughs> cut my shit off,
3: please. No, I just got the way I I really got it. these. I signed for this. Signing for, for this Spears gear was like signing a mortgage. Note. You're, You're going to to say something. Yeah, so, I mean, they're trying to take it off my pants. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I got all these wires and I'm trying to take off my pants and you know while your med pack is getting in the way, your knife is still there and you're just, eh, 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 trying to get it off and they put it in the corner and I'm like then I felt better and then I was then woke we'll up with pacemaker.
1: So what, with it? what
3: was so what happened? It what was happened? uh it was called extreme athletic heart but then they was a like go. That's a go. sick uh,
1: uh, that's how they should call yes. that stuff. Extreme You're athletic.
3: so athletic yeah, that your, your body can't handle it. Your heart got so efficient that it that it didn't need to beat. Right? It just to set keep out. you alive, <laughs> like take a break. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's sick sinus syndrome. Basically, the the node that fires uh, was basically dying, and so that's basically what it was. And Is that a like, genetic thing? Or fired it I up. I don't know. I think it's just all the shit that we'll we did. That and it's out. like my heart finally said, "You know what, Mick B, Go fuck yourself." You've, my heart quit. You, you've I done I enough die. for in a lifetime
1: yeah. here. I'm just gonna go ahead and take a yeah. Bite. We're gonna take a breather. Part, part of see. my
3: heart quit. I didn't. <laughs> so
1: so so pacemaker, no transplant.
3: Oh, just chip pacemaker in. No, um, no, uh, um, didn't have the AFib built into it. It's just regular pacemaker. So, and that kind of put me on convalescent leave. And now you're now I'm looking at medically being retired. Right, because oh, you yeah. can't be a team guy or anything with a pacemaker in. So can't no. Uh-uh. So now I'm like, okay, well I guess I'm going to be medically retired. I got like little less, like probably like 14 months left in the military at this point. And so because I was going to be get done with that. Well, actually, my path was get done with that platoon. Get done with that platoon. Pick up senior. Probably do two more years. You know, retire. But this accelerated that <laughs> to the point where you're just going to straight to retirement. Makes it amazing how that happens, on. Weird. And so I'm you're on in con- that pacemaker platoon. Yeah, Those the, are the pacemakers. Yeah, I thought I was like I'd be going to group medical and and um, you know and just going trying. So I'm on convalescent leave. So I'm sitting near my my little robe and you know drinking beer and watching reruns of My Name Is Earl. And I get a call from such a great show. uh, Yeah, we can we can we'll circle back to that because I got theories about that. Um, I get a call from uh, uh, Duncan Smith. You know, he's been around. He's memory. He's Mm. he's been around. You know, every time you see him, you just want to. You just every time you see him, you just want to do. Looks like you boys been had, you know? <laughs> Every time you sorry, see Sorry, Lieutenant. Yeah. You, boys, you been been had. boys been had. And so because uh, I did stuff, I did all the air, air stuff for act of valor, you know, all the the air scenes for that when I was teaching free fall. And he reapproached me and said, like, Hey, it's a really funny conversation. He's like, Hey, hey, McBee, um, God, I'm so sorry about your sick and your heart and everything. But hey, if you got some time, I got this, I, I got this thing going. I'm like, wow, thanks a lot. <laughs> here i am but anyway it sounded really it sounded really cool you know it's like basically what it was was to they want to create a new uh buds recruiting video but also do my style of photography which uh captain smith knew at the time was very high contrasty very emotional very um in your face photography that like for the new buildings yes down there on the strand the new oh i there That yeah, place is unbelievable. Yeah, the, the men in black buildings, you know. It, that's what it is. <laughs> I, sat cub-
1: I sat in the cubicle right before the eye exam. <laughs> with the table with the, t- with the thing, with the, yeah. with the eggs.
3: <laughs> we have those. So, uh, yeah, so I'm like, all right, that sounds but this project was already in motion for about which I was shocked to hear about a year already. So, he was working with uh Captain Davids, which is now Admiral Davids now, um that with the center and it was a Center and Captain, is that Bam Bam you're talking about? Bam Bam David's. Captain Smith. Uh, Duncan Smith. Mm. Okay, there we go. And so this project was already in motion for a while. They're working with the because uh, Captain Smith was at the scout team, and they're basically recruiting and uh, things. They had they're ones that drive around the big truck that says Seal Scout, you know. And then uh, then the center where uh, Captain David's was, and they're they already had this in motion, and they were working with uh, I think Captain Schaefer at Buds. He was the CEO at buds at the time. And they had this whole idea and I'd already been there. And so when I got in, uh, so I went in to scout team with him and it's like show the one guy. He had a couple cameras. Well, here's where you can, here's your where your desk can be. And it was basically nothing there. Not even a computer. I'm like, what am what what are we doing again? And so then I found out they had been doing this project for a year, and they, all they had was video from Alaska. And that's it. So I'm like, well, what's your plan? They all were all, like I said, plan we want to cover all of of SQT all phases a new video kind of like the whole pipeline through and basically powerful images of each phase probably like three or five of each phase and SQT that they can put around uh Bud's building the new buildings like the advanced training stuff would go and I was like okay cuz he knew about my freefall stuff I was like all right well sure let's 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 do this and plus when I left some time off like a lot of people that I had just been with for the last three years were now in buds as like uh, phase chiefs phase LCPOs and so it was really easy even like yeah, this is what we're doing then we got a big chiefs meeting and you know the mass chief was with uh, uh, with Captain Davids to all the phase chiefs and all at ATCs. Like, like okay, this is what we're going to do this is Chief McBee's going to be doing this I'm like okay cool and that's anyway that's that's how we got to that so it was very they this- give you kind of guidance is like hey look whatever you do make it that's real life right there. Yeah. There's no smiles. No. There's no good times. It wasn't otherwise. pretty, but that's, that's the beautiful thing about going through Buds. You, we know how ugly and hard it was. We know how it was shivering. We know how— That's a great—that's that's that's great picture. a kick-ass picture. Awesome
4: man.
3: picture. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you guys a big print of that, but um, uh, that's, that's how I started. So I'm like, okay. But I already I already knew in my head what I wanted to see you know, with this, and so we're just working along and, and doing it.
1: So is that the trick? Is that what's different? It you're is, going after what you yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, what I want to. instead of capturing it.
3: Yeah, because there's a big difference. Um, and I had Schonenberg is his name. He actually got some photos. Of, he did it back in class. I forget what's his name. Two, two, three, four, something Two-thirty like that. Two, oh, three, yeah. four. Hollywood class. Yeah. So you know he went through and uh and actually we we dialogued quite a bit back and forth. You know um. And he reached out to me on Instagram, and uh, I've seen his stuff, but I I told him that what makes ours different is, number one, I'm a seal and you're not. You're taking pictures of buds. I'm photographing buds. There's a big difference. You know, and he didn't like that very much. It's like, well, you never sealed. That's why you don't see stuff like this, because you didn't get down inside the demo pits and bear crawl on the ground through the smoke with your camera, because this is what you see. As a student, I wanted this whole Uncommon grip book to be if you were a student, you know, and you're looking left and you're looking right because I never saw anything in colorant buds. I really didn't because you always had you always had the, um, the, the marine layer. You're always dirty. I always had snot bubbles and tears in your eyes and, you know, and nothing was pretty. Nothing was like, oh, this is neat. Everything to me was like gloomy, gray, dark, harsh, dirty, you know, and so that's how I wanted you to see yeah, I would
1: most certainly, if you, if anybody out there wants to know the truth, kind of get up a relative experience, are you looking to go to Bud's? Because like, when, we when we were aspiring young tadpoles, any book, any picture, anything. Couldn't get enough
3: of it. There yeah. weren't enough of it. Had to have it all. None of it talked to you like this. Oh, oh by the way, you want to be a frogman? Here you go. This is what you're going to see. This will happen to you. <laughs> and, uh Yeah. So two things, if you see if you look at these pictures and you're like, man, I'm glad I'm out there, then don't go. But the the very first photo I showed, can you go to that purple smoke one? So this was this uh, Oh, the good news is, I know right where it is in here. Scroll back down. I should have sent it to you. I'll send it to you. Oh, that yeah, That's a good.
1: One. Oh, nice. That one.
3: Oh, this one. Okay, there you go, camera. I'll send you a photo of that one. <laughs> purple smoke. <laughs> That's really that's good. You,
1: that's you when all the civilian demons are yep.
3: exorcised from your body and you're making the transition. <laughs> and you see the smoke coming out of his mouth, too. Yeah. That was a big thing. That's the cool part. So that was the first photo that I did. They're like, I'm going to take this rock and dig a hole straight out of here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that was that was a cool evolution, too, right there. Um, Don't worry, boys, I got it. <laughs> and it rained a bit on this Hell Week, which I really like because I'm a big Element fan. Like, if there's rain and it's there's grunge and there's dirt that's uh that's what i really like so um the purple smoke f- photo we'll get to this one in a second the purple smoke photo was one of the very first ones that i did um because we went they to they, class 312 was starting their hell week actually they're in their hell week we got it and I was, I was looking around and i went straight to the demo pits and uh and i just i was like okay well this is how i'm gonna do it so i had my you know greens on and friggin' set i'm coming out i got two cameras and i'm just crawling with them because I just want that people to get that experience because that's how I wanted it. And this poor kid with the purple smoke, (laughs) I remember the instructor. He's a great, great guy. uh, Nick Sanchez was his name, and he's just throwing purple smoke. He got three of them, Pop, pop, pop. And this kid got confused. I mean, he had no idea where he was, so he actually started doing little circles inside this purple smoke. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And one thing you don't know about the demo pits, it's just one big ant hive, unless you guys didn't know that. It is one big ant hive. Oh, okay. so when I'm on the ground, if you it. look down, there, yeah, there's ants everywhere. It just adds to the. Literary... I'm literally on the ground, going, I'm covered with fucking ants. That's because you didn't smell as bad as they did. Yeah, it's like, oh, this guy smells good. He has cologne and deodorant, and uh, and he finally broke through the smoke, and he, he went. <gasps> he did it because he did a big breath, and the next one is like he blew it out, and that's the first one I edited, and that was the first. One that I showed to leadership. Here you go. Well, this is the concept I have of what I want to do. And it, you could have heard a pin drop. they are like, what the fuck? We've never seen anything like that. And I was like, well, that's because you put a team guy in charge of something for a change. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's like I wanted you to see what I see, you know. And so that's what kind of went on on that uh, path. And uh, it was, and then it just kept going. So, that just catapulted you into the life you lead now, right? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was very interesting. So I'm the only seal to be authorized to uh, photograph it. You know, like it was the, that leadership, you know, convergence. You know, but then uh, like anything else, it, 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 it never got completed. Uh, I went up to, I got flown to Alaska for a month to photograph. Uh, Let me see that thing again.
1: That was the photo. The purple
3: one the that purple. started everything. Yeah, that's the one. Can we have that one in here? I will send that to you. Absolutely. That's what started everything.
1: I need that in triplicate. Size, size, signed. I need a fracture and a.
3: <laughs> I have a, actually. I have actually. I have a thirty by forty-five of that. I'll send you guys. Um, that's what started everything. Is that purple smoke photo? Oh, that kind of oh, like. It's actually,
1: dude. That, that's a great one.
3: Yeah, underneath, yeah. That's what I wanted to do with stuff like that. Is like go. That's a shark view. Two, pretty exact Just the perspectives that nobody sees. You that's, know, like I love that photo. That looks like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like, did Joe Rogan go through buds? It's like no, but it kind of looks like him though. But um, but that's where it was. That's where we were with that, and I we just never completed it. And so I did a lot of second phase stuff, and then getting the schedules going back. But then leadership switched out. You know, so uh, everything I did, I, I worked with uh, the buds pao office uh everything went through their pao went through like three jags like four paos then went then i started building a portfolio that went over to warcom and then then warcom guys then now i'm going over to warcom to download photos and so when you're working with the military there's all sorts of weird rules that i didn't even know existed because i've been doing photography for a long time in the military and literally nobody gave a shit it's like oh give me that photo here you go you know, um, so
1: just so everybody knows out there, when you, so you got permission to start photographing from the training side, yeah, and then so Warcom is our is, is Warfare Command. Those yeah. are that's the, they're overall in charge yeah. of the SEAL teams. Yeah, they're the over- which is
3: <clears throat> you make it to that level, you're you're talking to a, you know C suite people. Yeah, you're you're it ended up talking to a, a full 06. Yeah, like okay, what do we got here with these photographs? You know, and so. The interesting thing about it is because these Are you photos, still in at this time, or by now you're out? Oh, I'm I'm almost out. I mean, okay. we're talking, I'm almost out. This is 2017, and uh, and I'm doing my you know, my work to get out of, out of the military with medical stuff. And uh, the big thing about it is there, there's all sorts of weird rules that they're having is number one, I wasn't even supposed to be photographing it because I'm a seal. <laughs> you need authorization and you need you know uh, letters of uh, designation and things like that. You just can't, believe it or not, you just can't say, hey, um, I want you to go photograph. or well, hey, man, you're a really good knife maker. Can you make a bunch of knives for the seal teams while you're doing your own while you're doing your work in the seal teams? You know, you can't do that right. stuff. Um, so it raised a lot of attention because the know, photographs would so- be the ones that allowed to do that. Yeah, because <laughs> we know operationally what it takes to yeah. outfit our community. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because you need a combat photographer to do it, and uh, so it went through a lot of weird, weird places because they're trying to figure out are we because what Warcom was trying to figure out is if they were allowed to use the photos because they actually brought guys in from uh, the Smithsonian Institute that actually build ex, uh, um, exhibits, and that was their job. And they're like, okay, we want these photos to be here, here. They're walking through the buildings and what they wanted to do with it, and uh, so a lot of effort was put into it, uh, and in the Jags rural. We're okay with it. And and then, of course, PO officers are all okay with it. You know, they love the photos. But then it just turned into, how are we doing this again? You know, (laughs) because it it didn't go by a regular channel, um, which is weird. And so, uh, and that's where we went with it. And then finally it got to the point where you start realizing all the rules that you have with photography, you know? And so, um, and yeah, you weren't allowed to edit. Here's the thing about it is, is when you're a combat photographer, you know, all of them out there, where they're not allowed to edit their photos and turn them into art. they has to be, like, how they shot it because that's their rules that they made for themselves. I'm like, well, that's dumb. You can get more imagery out of there if you actually, you know, create, you know, with the images. And then uh, we just never got it done. You know, leadership coming in and out, new leadership coming in. like, who is this? What, what is this guy doing? Is he even here? I heard he was dead, you know. And, uh, and, that, and that's the past. So we never really got done it, 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 at all. That, a great, that picture right there, the faces. When you, when yeah. You, dude, look at this
1: image right here. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. There so you, we get, so awesome. we're, we're
3: almost getting close to uh, how this book was made. And so I was long wearing, but you kind of like what this was. So we had, like, you know, lots of commands. work. We had Warcom. We had the Jags and the POs at Warcom, Jags POs at Buds. We had a new CO, and new CMC at Buds, wondering what the hell was going on. You know, and, uh, and then I get out. I'm done. You know, retired. And then I'm off and nothing really comes of it. And, but I started, uh, I just started uh, Rob O'Neill. Actually, did I, did I give you that photo of Kid Rock looking at this stuff? I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, you got to look at this. So, um, so I go meet Rob doing something. Maybe there it is right there. This is actually funny. There's one of the first people to actually look at the photos. This is me and Kid Rock. <laughs> That's a whole story by itself. Good so dude. I have this portfolio, right? And I'm like, man. And I just, I'm, I'm building it up, I'm building it up, I'm building it up. And I go see Rob. He's doing a speech for Folds of Honor. And uh, Rob invites me up and he says, hey, we're going to hang out with uh, uh, you, me, Kid Rock, and we're going to golf, I think, but we're going to drink beer. And I'm like, okay, cool, man. So so I come up and I pull out my computer and and I'm, and Bob's like, "What? whoa, what is this? And I told him what I would been doing. And I just showed him the pictures. So he was actually the first one to see m- most of the portfolio, which is uh, kind of neat. He goes, you should make a book out of this. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, right. But that was, that was kind of an interesting path. But started Instagram, Rob started it for me. And then he gave me a bunch of followers. Hey, follow McTeams. And I do one image a day. And that was it. Wrote about it a little bit and that's it. And then after time passed, next thing you know, I'm like, now I have 3000 followers. Now I have five, now I have eight, now I have 10. You know, and then it keeps going up and and then I, and that's what I did, and I kept getting getting this um uh push from the Instagram world to hey, you need to do a book you need do a coffee table book, and I never thought about it and then finally I thought about it in two thousand and nineteen so I was like, yeah, maybe maybe I should because I had all these photos, but no one saw them like no one's seen them like my Instagram, but like they're only seeing this much of them when I have like this much of them that had it was over twenty two thousand uh, total photos and about 500 edited ones. And so, um, and that's how that passed. So my wife's a graphic designer. And so we just started spitballing to do one. And so we put it all together, started writing about the evolutions and then, uh, because of Instagram. So got a small, uh, book published company from Herndon called mascot. Uh, they worked with us, but we basically did everything. And, uh, but we just needed a book out, pushed it out on Instagram for a week, saying, "Hey, this finally uncommon." Even the word "uncommon grit" took about three months to come up with the, the term because it's not all of buds. That's a big thing. What mascot wanted to do is they wanted to put a trident it on it right away. Like you got to put a tried it on. You got to you got to say Navy Seal tried it. And yeah, when I those he's like, "These guys aren't seals." Yeah, exactly. That was my point. It's like no, they're not seals. This is just a small part of the journey. The journey's two years plus. This is like this is week four. You know, it's not. They're not seals. This is just the, the part, and and I and I get and he, he didn't understand that. Well, this is seal stuff. It's like no, and uh, and I stuck to my guns. It's like this is what we're gonna do, and if you don't, know, then we're not gonna do it. So, um, and then uncommon grit. You know, and that was the big thing. Who that, thought of the name? Uh, actually, I did. My my wife and I went back and forth on what we should call, but I knew I wanted grit in it. I, I because that's what it is, grit. Because there's that, there was that one photo of. Um... All the guys in the decon, way back when we were younger,
1: before we got into the sales, he said, uh, True Grit. True, yeah, that was at Bull Shirts. Remember that you went there and that <laughs> yeah, little there poster go. was there. Actually, I was in, I was in sniper yeah. school with a guy
3: that was in that yeah. picture. He's
1: like, that's eh, me right there.
3: <laughs> is it you? That's cool. Um, so that's, but what I keep remember is like, you know, this is, these are, these are common guys doing the uncommon, you know? Sure. And so that's where Uncommon Grit came from and we built it and then uh, pushed it out on Instagram and uh, we did... Uh, 1,750 regular copies, uh, 500 limited edition copies. And then uh, as soon as I launched it on Instagram on May 1st, 10 o'clock, both servers crashed. Our website crashed, mascots crashed, because so many people were buying yeah, it. It went bam, bam, awesome. bam, bam. That's awesome. Went away. And so we sold all of those, uh, went on Fox and Friends, uh, sold more. I mean, it was like, you know, they were with Pete, and we are talking about it. And then That's a uh, great crew, man. They help out a lot. Yeah, they do. Yep. And then... Uh, we sold out of that, and we broke away from mascot. Uh, you know, we just because we wanted it. We were an LLC, and so then we <laughs> we did our own print run of the thousand books. Sold all those. Boom! All Christmas, they were they were all gone. And then, uh, so then that's when the we like to call it the the uh, the people with long pants in the room decided to pick us up. And that was Grand Central Publishing out in New York City. And it's like this is really cool. And it, what's weird is like they, they don't really do. Illustrated books. Most most photographers that do illustrated books, they do their
1: self. Have you gotten, since the books come out and, and your sales have gone up, then you picked up the long pants, <laughs>
3: has,
1: has, have, have there been more requests for the book or more requests for you to come in and photograph things? Or both?
3: A uh, little bit of both, but I, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, people nowadays, it's like, I don't know, I don't really get a lot of photography gigs. I mean, I got some big ones. But uh, people nowadays... They just want it for free, or they want to say, "Hey, can you like?" I'll give you an example. a Pelican case. So a Pelican case approaches me, and it's like, "Hey, we love your we love your book. We love photography. We want you to photograph our stuff. You know, like your style." I'm like, "Okay." So I start building up the contract for it, and it's like, "Okay, this is what we're gonna we're gonna give you fifteen hundred dollars worth of." Pelican case stuff, you photograph it and then uh, you can keep g- it. give us, our, yeah, I can keep the, the, the pelican cases <laughs> and then they'll take my stuff and we'll push it out on our social media. And I'm like, whoa, I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're going to give me $15,000 of dollars pelican case stuff. Have you seen my garage? I literally have so many. I have Pelican cases. We think keeps you on
1: business. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
3: dude, I don't need your stuff, but you get. I I got a lot of that because they, they want the photographs for nothing, but using social media as a uh, as kind of like a payment. Well, we'll push you out on our social media, and I'm like, you know what, Canon USA with 3.2 million followers, push me out. All right, <laughs> so it's it's not it, it it doesn't pay your bills. It's like, but you get a lot of that. I mean you really, really do. And it's like, dude, it's like my my it's like man, my Instagram is bigger than yours. And and I look at like how many people go there, but it, it's, it's just a big dynamic of how it works. And I'm like, no. And I don't and I like, you know, tell them take it with your iPhone. You know, it's not a waste of my time. But the big ones I picked up were, you know, like Nike was my big one. They actually paid good, good, uh good money for what they wanted and Plus those guys at the Nike SFB boot section are all retired veterans doing yeah. that. So they actually, there's actually a picture of one of the boots. Yeah, so, nice. with, so with the success of the book, did that, uh,
1: is that what spawned the foundation?
3: Yes. Um, Tell us a little bit about your foundation. So we created the Uncommon Grit Foundation uh, because of the book. And I was um, I was an ambassador for Folds of Honor for uh, a couple years, which I really really enjoyed. I enjoyed raising money uh, for fallen service members' families. I, I really enjoyed that. That was like I love doing this because we all want to give back as team guys. When we get out, that's we the want best to give way back. we can too. Yeah, to get, give it to them. Exactly. <laughs> is do what you can with what you have. Never make an excuse of why you can't do something. Do whatever you can with what you got. And what I have. This is my long hair, and I can take a freaking photo. That's, oh. that's it. And so. Um, take pain. Yeah, that too. And uh, that's how we started. And, uh, you know, we kind of we didn't even break away from Folds of Honor. We just said, hey, I, I want to go my own path because, you know, when the charity world, I want to give to SEAL foundations. You know, I've been raised literally well over a million plus dollars with this, not the book, but the prints raising money and none of it ever went to SEAL charities and I never got that choice and so for me it's like I wanted that choice I want to give to SEAL charities and so we created Uncommon Foundation in lieu with the book so we now we can raise money with it and give to uh, SEAL foundation SEAL charities uh, that uh, you know that help volunteer team guys uh, move forward uh, the families move forward and so and it's just a very very awesome success story and all around, I mean the amount of the amount of people that have the book that that love it. I mean, I get re, I get what I do love is we get emails all the time from people that family has a son that's in buds and the book is helping them cope with their per, their um, sons and buds and they can see it. Retired guys, old retired guys guys that are still in, COs of commands have it. You know, it's just... It's amazing. Yeah, the further you
1: get away from, from the community, the, the more you want to... <laughs> hold on to yeah. Relive and hold re- on to, to re- those images. Exactly. And it is a picture. It's, it all takes a photograph. Morgan sent me one. <clears throat> and I had him in my, in my locker in the room. It was a kid. He was jumping in the water at the Dell. Mm-hmm. I mean four years old. He had his goggles on and his you know swim trunks pulled up a little too high and cinched down real tight and he was in midair and he was I'll never forget it. And, and it, Morgan wrote on there, he's like, if this kid can take it, you can. I was right down the beach, feeling sorry for myself, because I call him at, at the end of the day, man, getting the pay and the payphone. And uh he's like, How's it going? He was always so fired, I was like, dude. And he put he sent me that picture, and I never had a problem after that. I was yeah. like, if a kid is out there having a blast, not can he only take it? But he's having a good time doing mm-hmm. it, and that's the mind thing, right yeah, there. Yeah, like, exactly. Man, it's this
3: day at the beach, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. The, yeah, the worst between years, man. When you're there. So
1: extremely successful career in the in the teens. The, the the backstory and the struggle that that, that you went through, especially living a, living abroad, living everywhere, mm-hmm. having a pacemaker put in. Dude, that's a kick-ass journey, man. It's <laughs> and then, a good and one. then making the transition and continuing to thrive. Mm-hmm. It's just that is something that's awe inspiring, and people want to listen to. So, so, so kudos to
3: you for doing Thank that, bro. You. I, appreciate I mean, that, that is that is really uh, impressive. What
1: would you, yeah? What would you What's say to next? somebody
3: to pull yeah, that to keep that line going? To keep that line going, um, never underestimate yourself. that's probably and it's the biggest thing that I do is never never underestimate yourself and never think there's something out there that that you can't do. Yeah, you no, know, you always just just talking with you
1: and getting to know you. It's like I, you know what? That seems like something I can figure out.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah then why not give it a shot yeah uh you know you're you're limited by your own how far you have potential and it's how far you want to push it is totally up to you it's totally up to you how far you want to take it you, you can stop and then move back and that's kind of like you know being a buds when i told these guys it quit and i was like there's no difference between these guys out there in the surf right now and you right here zero the only difference is they saw that potential and they saw it and they stepped over that line and kept going you stopped at it and then you retreated back that's the difference so a
1: successful, uh, an amazing photographer, author, have your own foundation. What's,
3: what's, what's on the horizon for Big B? Philanthropist. Philanthropist. Um, I, you know, that's a great question. It really, really is. Um, I, if, I'm going to keep Uncommon Grit going as far as a foundation. We have uh, which you guys are going to come to next year, which is uh, the Bone Frog Open. Yep. So I want to turn that into a series. Uh, it's been very successful the last two years. Actually, John Daly got a hole in one this year. Which on, is a golf tournament? Which is my golf tournament. Yep, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, brought a lot of team guys uh, to it this year. Um, I want to make it a series. You know, just you know, hopefully, just pick it up.
1: I would think just putting that out uh, just across state, state, to city, city, people. People, I think people
3: always look for a theme. Yeah, and something to support. And something. Yeah, That's absolutely. A great, great avenue. And it's it's just so much fun. But the biggest part is is giving back. You know, um, the biggest thing that I learned in in the SEAL teams was take care of those that took care of you, period. That's, that's it. You know, when you're shooting and moving, when you're moving, someone's shooting and taking care of you. You know, and so it's your turn. Even though you got out, it's still – you're still up. No, we don't ever get out. Yeah. We just come off the line. Yeah, it's kind of we just come off the line. Come off the line.
1: Yes, sir. That's when, exactly it. They call us retired, I – I, I, <laughs> Isn't that the craziest thing? Is like how do you say retired Navy SEAL? Because once you're, you're not one, the whole time it's like now okay. you're not you're, you're no longer at the higher low ready. You're you're you're
3: just safe. It, and it's different. In. Yeah, you're yeah. not on the
1: line anymore, right? Yeah. So.
3: You're back in the hinterland. You're like, yeah. okay, here we go. <laughs> it's, it's sea, air, and land specialists. The sea and the air, and now we're doing the land. For, yeah. yeah. McB, where can people buy the book at? All right, you can buy the book. And over is dmcbrnett dot slash book or slash shop so my website dmeemprenet.com it's on there we got all sorts of good things in there but if you don't want to go those are the signed ones I'll sign it personalized for you and and that's and from our site is where we raise the money from um after that you uh, you can get it at amazon you can get it at target wherever books are sold most people just go to amazon because it's easier uh, hudson uh, let's see where books a million uh, but uh, which is like really cool to walk into a bookstore and like see your book sitting there it's like this is really cool, <laughs> um, but uh, that that you can't. So like, most people just go to Amazon. But we like I, I like to send people to my website because that's where we can you know personalize it for people, and that's where we generate money for the Uncommon Grit Foundation. So demacronet slash shop or slash book. Do you go into the bookstores and sign them,
1: autograph them? I never thought about that. So I go in and I'll autograph them, and I'll put like a twenty dollar bill in there, or I'll sign, I'll open up to a certain page and, and write some just like I was in here. I just wanted to say thanks for. You know, helping me out, and then here's some coffee money for Christmas. I'll, I'll I'll put money in there and mail them out. And a lot of people won't even read them. That's the thing is they'll have that book on their shelf and there'll be there's money in there. You know, or there's yeah. there's on top of all the Easter eggs. But I I like doing that's the most fun I have is when I'm traveling around. I'll see it and I'll sit next to people who realize, hey man, is that a good book? Like yeah, dude, it's a good book. Oh cool, and, and walk away. They won't even know. I mean, I had the best time with it, man. Make sure I you have as much fun of that, bro. Definitely. You gotta have a blast with this thing, man. Once it's out there and you're kind of maneuvering around, and that's how you get people like the that always be interested in it because they're looking for it. Because huh. you like can take a, a selfie with that thing and hang it on your social media with that book and start people Like, "Come here's an easy come find it. it. Find come us. find it. There's a number in here you can call and talk to me directly. Wow." Have fun with that is, I hey, just give them a
2: proximity of where yeah, they can yeah. find it. No, don't give them anything, dude. Just yeah, a, man, it's they just somewhere know it's in there. Texas. Out here. <laughs> hey, they, they
3: put a grid coordinate on it. There you go. There you go. Just something in the background. Like, oh, I got
1: that from Willy Wonka's thing. Oh yeah, nice. The golden ticket. Yes. <laughs> man, I just thought that would be so cool that. if you're thumbing through a book, dude, and all of a sudden something, a note falls and you, and it's like, hey,
3: you know, well, that's cool. That is cool. What about social media? Where can people find you on social? Biggest social media is my Instagram mcteams3842 mcteams3842 That's my biggest one. That's where people come and and uh, just I'll throw other photos, throw up fun stuff, you know. So it's uh and, and you know th- th- a lot of people bash on social media, but I'm telling you this is a success story that was with that started with social media. So yeah. it all worked out. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the show. You got anything else to plug? No, I want to thank you guys for being here. I uh, love everything you guys do, and uh, let me know what I can do more for you. I mean, no, we've had a, we've had a blast in here and yeah, having you out <laughs> the house. Make sure you guys are following
2: us on YouTube because this episode of any of the episodes we've ever done is really important to check out on YouTube because we've probably talked about photos that if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can't see those. So jump on YouTube. The photos are going to be sharing there. You can head over to social media and follow Team Never Quit. Uh, Marcus, Morgan, all of us guys. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you guys next week.
3: Thanks, Big we oh. oh. Thank you guys, man. This is a great time.